Welcome to the One One, your West Australian racing podcast. I am BJ Ryan, episode 67, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter with Betfair. We are back in the One One studios, and as always, I'm teaming up with the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. However, as this is the third of our Young Gun podcast series, the two of us finally get a chance to rub shoulders with Latham Anderson. G'day, Terry, and welcome, Latham. Thanks, boys. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, it's good, uh, good of you to come in and take some time out from filming um, a modern-day version of Wayne's World, isn't it, BJ? <laughs> <laughs> had, to, had that opening joke pre-planned ready to go from last night, so ready to, happy to get that one uh, out of the way nice and early. But no, it's good to have you on, Latham. I'm um, looking forward to discussing the card, and uh, he's currently holding a pretty big lead in the last – we're heading, heading towards the last week of the Rising Star Series, BJ. He sure does. Is it unassailable? We'll see what Riley nah, and, I think so. uh, Riley and uh, Tommy have to say about that. But, yeah, thanks for coming on, Latham. We, um, As we've mentioned in previous editions of the 1-1, we've been eager to for the podcast to be a community-based um, experience and to give uh, you know young people in racing an opportunity to showcase their talents and to um, – you know, have a platform to um, to do, to yeah to show their um, WA racing wares, and um, you've been on Twitter for a while and posting your tips and your sh- strategies and your previews uh, on Twitter and uh, the great tip off and you know, and uh, it's been yeah it's been great. So interesting some of the some of the selections that you were coming up with sort of. Um, outside of the metro area reminded me a, a bit of terry in his younger <laughs> heyday there's some obscure uh, venues and some obscure big price results um and yeah it helped it helped inspire us to do this young guns podcast series but um mate before we get to know you just that little bit better we'll have a quick wrap what, what, what was everyone's bunbury cup day like Good. Uh, large. I actually caught up with Latham for a very quick little uh, beer during the day. We were gonna, you were meant to be coming along as well, but you were uh, deep in conversation about starting a one-one podcast newsletter with Mrs. Terry. So I thought, well, I can probably just sneak off here for a little bit and have a have a quick beer with Latham and his mates. But uh, <laughs> no, it was a it was a cracking day down there, wasn't it, Latham? It was a uh, action-packed day. Ten races, obviously. It was um, good to see. Pete didn't make it, so it's good to see a friend of the podcast, Luke Fernie, get to strap and bring in um, Western Temple after after the feature. It's a shame that Dig Date was a moral bait, but we'll get there in time. Mm-hmm. But um, no, it was, a, it was a cracking day. Already looking forward to doing it again next year. Yeah, Both. for sure. Hopefully it can continue for the foreseeable future. Yeah, exactly right. And you're a Bunbury boy. Yep. And living, living up in the metro area these days. But what did it mean for... I guess the town and for the locals to have that real, that standalone Bunbury Cup day, that real focus of, of a, like a big racing event. Um, yeah, look, definitely a game changer for sure because um, obviously in previous years on different days, not as many people will make it. So, um, yeah, just the buzz around the town was a lot different this year, I think. So, yeah, look, obviously moving forward, Saturdays will be awesome if they can keep it going. Makes such a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. The, the, the Saturday, we, um, we all... We all climbed in a 12-seater 
Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> was it a Mercedes-Benz? It was a Mercedes. Oh, I didn't even know that. <clears throat> I've made this joke before, but it's the first and last time I'll probably ever drive a Mercedes. So, um, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, it was good. And we sort of, we went, we left here about 9.30. On the dot. Yeah, got back about almost 9.30 at night oh, too, I wasn't it? That so, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good day. We were in the Punter's Paradise and um, in a marquee there. And, and uh, yeah, we had, a, we had a really good day. And um, hats off to the Turf Club for pulling off the event. I know it will get bigger and better. There'll be plenty of learnings to come out of it. And uh, the redevelopment starts, hopefully, after the final meeting of the season in April. And then I think in two years' time, so it'll be the 2023 will be Bunbury Cup Day, the next standalone one. So, um, yep. yeah. Mm. Well, they have action for 12 months, aren't they? They're out of action, action. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, interesting to see where they run the Bunbury Cup next year. It might be run at Ascot, but I'm, I'm not sure just yet. So um, that'll, all, that'll all take care of itself. But, yeah, a new facility after the redevelopment, a new track, standalone Bunbury Cup Day in 2023. It's something that uh, no doubt everyone will be looking forward to. Now, Latham, we've uh, had Riley Morgan on as the first, first of our Young Guns podcast series. Tom Johnston came on as well. And um, now we've got Latham Anderson and just, yeah, just let the listeners know a little bit of your, your racing story, mate. How did you come from Bunbury to be sitting with us here on the One One Podcast? Yeah, so um, pretty much grew up my whole life down Bunbury Way. Um, was born over east and moved over when I was very young. And um, yeah, moved up to Perth uh, last year to um, tackle a new career in PT, personal training. So yeah, getting stuck into that at the moment. And um, yeah, racing's probably been more something that in the last 12 months I've really taken it to a new level. It's more of a casual fan prior to that. So, um, but yeah, loving it at the moment and certainly have the racing bug, that's for sure. So you went from a casual fan to taking it that little bit more seriously. What was the impetus or what was the, the trigger to, to, make you, to make you do that? Money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, definitely that. Yeah. Um, probably COVID, to be honest. Yeah. I had too much mm-hmm. spare time. So, um, and I always loved horse racing. So, yeah, just try to... Um, put aside a little bit more time and tackle form a bit deeper than I normally would. So that's where it all began, I suppose. And um, listening to this podcast as well definitely um, helped with that as well. So especially with WA racing because, um, yeah, I've done New South Wales form a little bit more than anything and then made the shift to WA form, yeah, six to 12 months ago, I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah, have a look back. Learn the horses basically. Yeah. Start yeah, from scratch. A lot of replays. <laughs> yeah. No, I love the uh, – I love the – messaged you we've spoke a little bit uh before this when we've discussed a few of your uh, your country ones we found one similar in albany the other day before i got scratched at the gates and yeah now we, can, we can tell them how far it was going to win by <laughs> but um no i love the uh as bj said at the start love the obscure stuff in um in albany and jarrow and and whatnot and um yeah you're certainly building up um an imposing record and getting a good following on twitter and um and and rightly so so as i said looking forward to hearing what latham's got to add today bj yeah, that's right. So you were introduced to racing by your father, is that right? Yeah, he's yeah. always been a bit of a mad punter. So yeah, um, yeah ever since I, was, uh, since I was 18, I pretty much took it up. Um, yeah, if, if it's soccer or footy, horse racing, always had a little bit of a casual punt. And, yeah. Um, yeah, just through him, I guess I've slowly just warmed to it even more. Mm. And like I said, through him, I've done New South Wales form for a bit and then made the switch to WA. When we had a quick chat on the phone yesterday, you said that um, <clears throat> you soak up as much um, punting, form, um, racing-related information as much uh, as possible. But you also said that the two-part Betfair video series 
featuring the one and only Perth racing <laughs> guru has been What's uh, this? Uh, yeah, this is true has been uh, was something that you really um, yep. appreciated as well yeah definitely a little plug for the guru there yeah um, yeah no good. would definitely recommend watching that to any punter that wants to improve their game or take it to the next level or whatever so yeah yeah, but I had a few frogs by that stage. Well. <laughs> they, they, they warmed me up by that stage, so I just uh, carried on a little bit. But, yeah, um, pretty much just... once I watched that video, I decided to do a spreadsheet because I knew I was having a little bit of luck. And then once I started the spreadsheet, that's when it sort of started to fall into place for me. So mm-hmm. You can yeah. actually, you have to be honest with yourself when there's a spreadsheet too, don't yeah. you? And go, oh, I think I'm going all right. I've probably <laughs> done this or that. And then, yeah, you chuck it all in the spreadsheet and you go, oh, geez, I'm doing horribly. You go, no, actually, I'm going all right. And you can just sort of analyse where you're uh, sort of where you're making little errors or, or whatnot. But um, there you go. There's the one viewer. I knew somebody watched it. <laughs> I watched it too. Mm, too. So You have to. I made you. <laughs> so... Uh, for, for someone who, who's sort of gone from that casual racing fan to taking it that little bit more seriously, and you've only been doing like WA really for 12 months, um, to be able to find value winners at, you know, out of provincial tracks is is feel and, um, I don't know, like watching watching a lot of replays, I suppose, but also, yeah, that's it's a bit of a skill to be able to, uh, that fresh into not not knowing the track all that well, not knowing the the horses is is in, all that intimately. It takes a it takes a bit of skill to be able to um to navigate. I, I sh- like Terry's a freak, absolute freak. He just um, at those particular venues, and I really really struggle. So I appreciate anyone that can come in fresh and be able to have success at those places. So what do you so you're studying personal training? Um, yeah. you're, you said you're about to start working at a gym soon. What do you? What do you see for Latham's racing future? Um, good question. Not too sure, to be honest. Mm. Um, sort of just keep going how I am and then if it leads to something, happy days. Obviously, if I could forge a career out of horse racing, that would be the dream. But mm. um, I think I'm still a long way off here. I need a few more runs on the board, a bit more experience. And, um, yeah, that will just come with time. So Yeah, but you're interested in, in like, participating in the game long term? Oh, definitely, yep. yeah. Um, and eventually, yeah, buy into some horses myself. Yeah. And, um yeah, just ride the you wave. Have, you can have some of mine if you like. If you reverse Quinell. Oh, that's good, man. Oh, we look forward to picking your brains as we um, as we work our way through Natasha Stakes Day Ascot this Saturday. Um, it's one thing I've loved about the, the three blokes we've had on as well. They're all very, um, well, their own little quirky personalities, but they're all very articulate, good speakers. It's not just sort of, um, I think, back, I don't know why it reminds you of this. You remember back in, it's probably a bit more recent for you, Lath, you're back in uh, like um, high school, BJ, you did, your, you did maths. Oh, you probably didn't have calculators back in the day, did you? Back <laughs> in the 40s. And um, like you do all the maths <laughs> equation on the calculator, write the answer down. But if you didn't put your workings there, it didn't count. Like mm. you had to put the workings. Why the reason <laughs> you came up with that answer? And if someone tips a winner for me, it doesn't actually mean anything. Someone might plug one on Twitter and say this or whatever. So like, yeah, okay, whatever. But if you actually articulate why you like that particular horse, to me that means so much more. Even if it loses, like it means okay, that's how they've come up with it. And I yeah, I've, some of the things Latham writes, like I, I might go, shit, that's a really good thing. I didn't think of that, and I, I learned something from Latham or mm. something that Riley or Tom have written. So. Um, yeah, I love the articulation, if that's a word. Yeah, and it takes, it? A, it takes a lot of courage as well to be able to um, put mm. your head on the chopping block, publish your tips, be transparent and win, lose, or draw. Like, you know, Twitter's, you know, people aren't necessarily not forthcoming with feedback. If you, <laughs> um, so, yeah, for, so for you blokes to be publishing your, your tips and putting it out there like that's um, that's a really good start and, and a really good foundation from which you guys can build from, no doubt, no doubt at all. So 
We touched on our Bunbury Cup Day experiences. Terry and I were in a uh, we're in a marquee. Latham was in general admission, but cattle class. <laughs> uh, but uh, we, you know, we we all all three of us got to witness a terrific ten day program, highlighted of course by Paddy Shadow, mm. the Bunbury Cup yeah. winner. Uh, Sean O'Donnell, travelling sweetly, just needed to get that uh, that bit of clear air in the straight. Took the split, sprinted through, and upset the uh, odds on Montalino. Yeah, I know you had something on that, BJ, mm. at uh, the late Betfair price. You told me you're playing the shadows. Yes, um, I unfortunately played the other shadow each way, who looked the winner halfway down the straight. I, I do think that the um, the inside, and it has been all season at Bunbury, the inside pad close to the rail has played better, which favoured Paddy Shadow, but um, it didn't favour it to the point that, that that's what won of the race. She was winning it either way. So, um, nah, pretty impressive stuff. And uh, it's always nice to see a smaller trainer or a, a littler team get a big win like that when um, when you're not personally having a result in the race yourself. Yeah, uh, Raquel uh, Williams, Raquel Mills, um, former jockey back in the day, Raquel. She's, um, yes, I'm sure that was just about her biggest success in racing mm. with Paddy Shadow winning the uh, Bunbury Cup on Saturday. Sean O'Donnell, good big race rider and has been for a, for a long period of time. And then it was uh, Weston Temple who uh, – what price was he, Betfair Western Temple, do you think? Oh, uh, <laughs> about 20 to 1. It's, it's quite funny because we were discussing it in the Mercedes-Benz like, as we rolled <laughs> down there um, about what our plans were because none of us wanted to take the $3.10, 350 for uh, Son of a God, Last of the Line. I don't think many were keen on. So we'd, we'd basically discussed Western Temple. We've all got about 8 9 bucks and got out to 20 but um, I got carried away after I saw the champ, BJ. You know, you have that moment where you, you, dig know, you see Dig Deep, you see mm. the champ, and I got a bit carried away and launched uh, the horse which was under my price and didn't bait the one that was over so that's why you don't own horses as well <laughs> that's a great uh but you should own horses um but yes he got out to 20 dollars western temple and um won well too like oh. i know it was a day where you, you were probably better being closer to the speed i don't think some races really were run to suit that particular pattern but um it was a win of a horse that, it was a horse a win of a horse that wins again so yeah. western temple was a bit maligned really when he used to race in the Cerise and White. He was a bit of a professional place getter, mm -hmm. to be honest. But he did compete at a very high level in his three-year-old and four-year-old seasons as well. Ended up it's ended up being a bargain basement purchase for what um, they pay? I think was it 30 or 40 or something like that? Jeez. So he's um so Andrew Andrew Ingalls from Kalgoorlie and Peter Fernie, father of uh, Bob the mighty Luke Fernie, mm -hmm. uh, but Luke was there to settle up, as as Terry mentioned. Uh, Peter Fernie's what was the cup race they won in Calgary? Was it the Coolgardie Cup? So it's won a Coolgardie Cup and the one a, over seventeen sixty. Yeah, there's Coolgardie Boulder. Yeah, um, wasn't the cow? Yeah, one of those two. There's too many cups these days. <laughs> so Western Temple's won a big cup race in Calgary. He's won mm -hmm. a Bunbury Stakes now. Two quite seconds a, to Massimo. Yeah, he ran second in the Pinjaro Classic. Quite a shrewd mm -hmm. investment and just another recycled galloper that. Peter Fernie and the Fernie Racing Stables have been able to extract significant elevation from. They're just, they're very good at what they do. Like the sales, Peter basically told us that, um, yeah, he told us it would just be winning the, the Pinjarra sprint and obviously just needed that hit out. And um, yeah, the market doesn't catch up with some of these horses sometimes, do they as mm. well? Like they, they, Western Temple was, I think, 20s to 40s in the Pinjarra, then, as I said, about 8s to 20s for the um, for the Bunbury sprint. So, uh, no, well deserved victory. And um, I think they'll probably go forward to the grandstand in a couple of weeks' time, as where, most will. Where they'll be clashing head on mm. with podcast Pinup Boy, Dig Deep. Latham's just had a squeeze at the replay just so he's up to date on exactly 
what went down in the Bunbury Stakes on Saturday. We'll be winning. We'll be winning. <laughs> there we go. You can come back. <laughs> the Grandstand Cup at his mercy. That Jeezy was a bit stiff. Mm, a bit stiff. A little bit stiff, yeah. Mm, yeah I mean, definitely. Be, I think that might be an understatement. But uh, very hard to win a race when you miss the kick on a, on a track where it's difficult to make ground. But should have run a clear, clear, clear second. second. Yeah. Yeah. CJP said he was bolting, felt like a very strong horse yet underneath him. So um, it's exciting going forward, though, because it's the first time he's first time since the Kingston Town he's been able to not carry any weight, and he really relished that in the way he was able to finish off a race. So if he can get out the gates cleanly, land a bit closer, um, yeah, I suspect he'll be pretty hard to beat in the grandstand. Very good. CJP keeping the ride, do you think? I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure. We'll keep you posted. I'd be happy. I like. I, I think he's the perfect jockey for a horse like Dig Deep. So. And, and I've I've been writing this writing this all week in my previews. I, I feel as though CJP's really got his eye back in at mm-hmm. the moment, and they're starting to run for him again, which is which is good. It's a particular type of horse that really suits him. And you notice he's riding a lot of winners, and we'll talk about one later in the program. But um, well, Miss Marriott is one that he's already rode that won. Um, same type of ride that lost two back as well. But then you got Daring Soleil. He gets those type of horses a few back the fence when he finds a gap he's like pike he can really get him yeah. to pick up while certain jockeys maybe don't have the strength to get him to accelerate through a gap um yeah cjp for a long time he's been my sort of i thought he was the heir apparent to william pike maybe he hasn't uh come through as quickly as i'd expected but um yeah those type of horses hit and sprint type horses big on cjp going on he's back on back in the zone at the moment mm-hmm. and then we had the clash between triple mm. missile and kiss on all four cheeks in the uh, breeders classic and um Geez, the uh, they, the tempo was a bit bit stronger than we predicted out in front, set by Island Charm and Roy Rogers, um, uh, but that and but kissing all four cheeks, just a class above at the finish. I don't necessarily yeah. think we saw the best of Triple Missile on the day. I imagine that was an end of prep run for him. But all um, all credit has to go to the winner. She gave them a start and a whacking and. Uh, yeah, she's pretty special, this filly. She's a good mm. horse. She's yeah, a really, I'll, really good horse. Love the uh, the call from DMAC too. Pucker up, girl, at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I think he might have had a bit on. <laughs> Do you think he uh, – I always wonder sometimes if he pre-plans a lot of those ones or if they just come out at the time. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's the uh, the Dennis Cometti, isn't he, of um, local racing. But did you have a sway in that race? Were you kiss yeah, on Yeah, I was or? kiss on. Oh, yeah. Chance, yeah. Oh, you can leave again then now. <laughs> Big opinion on the horse. I just yeah. sort of patriotically back it, really. Yep. But – um. Yeah, and I was keen on it. Got out to a nice price. Like the money came. That's probably the one thing we did right. Triple Miss Old BJ. We um, came in at about two forty late on Betfair. I think Kiss on Awful Cheeks might have nearly touched three bucks. Did Don't it come back in again? Uh, very late on yeah. the ball. I was fully committed by that stage, so I didn't yeah. want to look at that stage of proceedings. But uh, very special horse. Would have been, um, I could say would have, should have now. Would have been great to see uh, how she went over, over east. Yeah, Obviously. I think I think that might be something that's on the cards yes, later yeah. in 2021 if they don't keep her here for a railway stakes or something like that. So mm-hmm. moving on to what about last week's guest, Terry? Brad Parnham. Oh, unbelievable stuff. He's very nearly pulled off a huge result in Indian Pacific going down ahead when second in the Group 1 New Market Handicap down the famous straight six at Flemington. Wow, like he's uh, he's come on the 1-1. He's led them up in a big group one. He's got nailed right on the line. We just get people up and about, don't we? We just get people rolling. Um, yeah, it's huge. I didn't have a cent on. I don't think I cheered for a horse louder or harder the entire day than I did for Indian Pacific Day. Um, I messaged Brad during the week and I said the whole Bunbury race course where I was at least was absolutely roaring him home. I don't think the majority would have backed him either. It was just a... Uh, yeah, just a, a patriotic sort of crowd. But, um, gee whiz, that would have been absolutely anything, wouldn't it? 
anything. That might be a um a gear change. You can claim one one first time. Yeah, well, <laughs> get some up and about. <laughs> a like few that. lengths on them. I like that. Show, show <laughs> us your spreadsheet on Monday. Yeah, later. I was gonna say. We'll see how you go with the weekend. Um, but yeah, Brad Parnham, Neville Parnham, very nearly pulled off quite a result there in the new market. That would have been something else if they he could have just got his nose in front right on the line. But still, that horse is going super. And um, credit to credit to everyone involved. Uh, the two other West Australians in that race, Elite Street, Celebrity Queen, both punched the breeze and probably ended up in the wrong part of the the straight. I'm pretty sure the first three came home down the were part of the inside division. Elite Street and Celebrity Queen made their way out to the outer division. And um, interesting to note that Celebrity Queen is for, is going to be for sale mm. at a uh, at a broodmare sale. Business decision. Business decision. Um, I, I reckon she might be a bit harsh. I reckon she's overperformed maybe in her career to how good she is, potentially, potentially. So I think Bob obviously sees I think the she value might. in knocking her off. He's probably got enough. I'm presuming it's for breeding purposes and he's got enough. Yeah, I think that, it's just purely uh, it's a purely financial business decision. Yeah, right. How much? How much? Does she, you know this is something I know nothing about, as you can probably tell by yeah. I'm talking. But what? How much does she go for? What she worth? It has to be well over a million dollars. Okay. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, and you might be right. She might have been one of those mares who was in the right place at the right time. Mm. Um, so that stiff not to win a second group one. She was pretty stiff in the um, winter bottom. Winter bottom. Yeah, and that, at least straight since deep the trip. So yeah, yeah. So maybe Bob's put a value on her of what what he thinks she's worth and if he gets significantly more than that, like, yeah, it's probably. Uh, would, would people good, look to buy her to continue to, again, very much a novice, continue she, to race her? Or uh, 100%. They, she's only four. Yeah. 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 Well, that, depending on who buys her, I suppose. It's just but, such a. But I, I imagine that they, that, that there's some, there's some mares races or some feature sprints that they could, they could target with her for sure. Yeah, very much so. There's two good races in Adelaide. There's a Sangster and a Goodwood that she could, a new stable could tune her up for or whatever. Bob's just yeah. obviously with the opinion that she's good. But maybe she's not that good. I think just he's just a businessman. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, like um, he wouldn't he wouldn't be making these decisions lightly. And anyway, moving on to the other uh, West Australian on the day, I'm pretty sure unless I've missed one, but Platoon he wasn't too bad in a um, unsort of suitable race shape in the Australian Cup. And um, I'm, I'm sure if he stays over there, he'll he'll find a suitable race for him. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. He's a pretty versatile horse, Platoon. But um, staying in Melbourne for this sad day. We get to see Her Majesty, the mighty Arcadia Queen, do battle in the $5 million all-star mile at Mooney Valley. My run sheet uh, says just wins. However, this was written prior to a tweet, Terry, Mm. that was released at uh, 10.30 a.m. this morning. Here we go. Update. Arcadia Queen shifted a plate this morning and was one-fifths lame. In How her, do you judge a fraction of lameness? In her off foreleg, in her subsequent all-style mile vets examination. Oof. She has been reshod and will be re-examined by Racing Victoria vets tomorrow morning. So that will be Friday morning. So drama. Futures, drama. Pun, futures punters. Just yeah, look yeah. away. Look, look away now. I'm sure reckon. exhibit A of why not to oh, do it. Oh dearie dear. Or certainly not load up anyway. Yeah. I'm well, sure. I'm sure the gifts will be getting a very good running on Twitter oh, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. gifts, memes, <laughs> yeah, emojis, even gifs. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> so wow! Like what unbelievable stuff. So mm. they had a setback with Celebrity Queen going into the new market, and now they've got a setback for a five million dollar race. Days out from a five million dollar race. Did you see her jump out the other day? Replay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, sharp. Oh, well, <laughs> God knows who she was. Um, Arcadia Queen, this is who we're talking about, who she was um, competing against. But, um, yeah, um, they looked like they were sort of painted to the running rail. <laughs> uh, so huge drama, days out from such a massive event. The Peter's Investment Operations go for back-to-back All-Star Miles after um, Ro- uh, Regal Power won last year. So prior to this massive announcement this morning, the biggest query and the biggest obstacle that most people had in, the, in that stood in the way of Arcadia Queen winning the All-Star Mile, the two things were a possible wet track, but also the um, the Probabil, who's a superstar in her own right, the Kiwi Mayor, she knocked off Arcadia Queen in the Futurity Stakes last start at Caulfield. Probably the and Valley as well. Yeah, so the Valley is is, is a touch of a query as mm-hmm. well. So yep. there's a bit flo- uh, floating around. So I know that Arcadia Queen did firm in betting after she drew after William Pike drew Barrier Five for her the other day. Betting will be fascinating now. Oh, she'll knowing drift. she'll drift like for sure, wind, especially with rain. Uh, I, still I still don't understand and, one, one fifth lane though. Yeah, we'll have to dig into that. Mm. Um, how did you feel Sunday morning? Five-fifths lame? How, how are you? <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Oh, the humidity as well oh. with the uh, hungover sweats. Mm. Deadly combination. Yeah, there was nothing positive on Sunday. <laughs> how, how, where were you at? What was your rating uh, lameness on Sunday? Uh, six out of five, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, we ticked most of the boxes there. So, so yeah, it's it's all going to be happening. And, and that this also brings probably right into, you know, I, I imagine she's going to start a hard favourite now, probably. So... Uh, Load up late in the exchange, you reckon? At the six bucks? I don't know. We it might end up getting to that stage. So yeah, fingers crossed for everyone connected for Arcadia Queen. We really wanted to see her do. We really want to see her do West Australia proud in the All Star Mile on Saturday. Pikey William Pike, Sir William has five rides on the day, so um, he's uh, he's going to be a busy man as always. And just quickly, he did sneak down for a. Um, one ride, one win situation to Echuca on Sunday. I saw that. He took out the $100,000 Echuca Cup aboard High Stranger. And uh, I don't know if you saw the, the post-race uh, interview um, with our interviewing William Pike on racing.com and the, the crowd was, gee, they were up and about, weren't they? <laughs> they were very – He's loved everywhere. They gave Pike a rousing reception and they – yeah, he's – yeah, it's it's – the more that he's embraced his celebrity, the more that people have warmed to him, William Pike. And he's a, he's a genuine rock star of Australian racing now. And I think he's got to be odds on to win that WA race, the WA Sports Star of the Year award. It has to be a moral, I think, oh, tonight. How far? And um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have to check on to see whether there's a market around for that. But, um, yeah, WA Sports Star of the Year. If he isn't the winner at that award ceremony tonight, then... Massive questions need to be asked. So, um, good luck to Pikey and uh, yeah, and all to all the West Australians who are representing us at Mooney Valley on a big day this Saturday. Lads, it's time to move on to preview Natasha Stakes Day. Okay, man, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Natasha Stakes Day. We are recording the one one, the West Australian Racing Podcast. It's quarter past eleven a.m. on Thursday, the eleventh of March. We have. Bunbury racing this afternoon. That's Thursday. We have Narogen. Are you boys getting involved in a bit of Narogen action on a Friday, a bit of Friday <laughs> feel? Might have a look for sure. Of course. Speed, <laughs> speed map central. I think Terry I think Terry did the form off the nominations. That's how keen he was. <laughs> I actually did the Narogen form before I did the Bunbury form, to be honest. Uh, Ascot on uh, Saturday, March 13, as well as Minganu Cup Day on the same day. And uh, keeping that uh, Cup Day theme, 
Mount Barker Cup Day mm. in the Great Southern this Sunday. Always, always a good day in uh, in Mount Barker for their Cup Day. Done well down there. The track's playing really nicely, and um, yeah, obviously last year there was heaps of issues with the surface and cancelled meetings and abandoned meetings, but um, it's playing really, really well as well. You can make ground, you can lead and win. It's um, yeah, really, really good service. Good stuff, and I think there's yeah, there's been a lot of hard work put in yeah. by a lot of people behind the scenes, and uh, that hard work is paying off with um, with Mount Barker having a trouble free mm. run so far. Terry, yes, uh, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competitions. DJ. If you would like to read my pre-markets preview, the leg up, jump onto bestbets.com.au and or the Oz Race website. The leg up's been out since 7 a.m. this morning. Terry Layton and Daniel Cripps team up for the Wild West video preview, which, which is available on the Betfair hub. That's betfair.com.au. And what's your Twitter handle if you want to get Latham's mail? Like those mail. <laughs> I think it's just Latham Anderson, my oh, Twitter handle. Oh, there you handle. go. Yeah. At, at Latham Anderson. That's actually some... a Facebook group. That's where that name's come from. So, ah. Yeah. Yeah, just, right. Because I started on there and then just transferred all my stuff to Twitter. Ah, so. right. Well, Twitter's the uh, the racing central. If you want to get to Latham stuff, make sure you follow him on Twitter as well for his uh, little write-ups um, so Latham's just across gone, the globe. Latham's just gone for Latham Anderson rather than the Bunbury racing guru. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had, you know how much I hate that name still. I started that when I was, yeah, I'm still a dickhead, but I started when I was a bigger dickhead. Anyway, the one one BJ is available on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And this is the final week of our Rising Stars punting series, so I will be reading out Morgan, Tommy's bets as we go. They've only got one each today, actually. They're just going whack, trying to catch the tearaway leader. Um, who is it? Uh, fathoms of gold out in yeah. front over here, but I, I get the feeling that he might. Uh, That's a good doubt. I, I don't think he has a perfect reflection chasing him this time. <laughs> that might be the difference, but uh, they'll be coming out and um, we'll recap those at the end of the show. And of course, Latham will be telling us when we get to the race what his investment or investments are on. Week yep. seven, the final round, the final mm -hmm. week of our Rising Stars series. The current scoreboard is yes. as follows. So Latham Anderson is negative $122.50. Leads by a few lengths, uh, Riley Morgan and Tom Johnston, who are both negative 600. So it's going to be a fascinating uh, end to our Rising Stars series this Saturday. You had to get off the mark, eh, lads? Zero and seven. Jeez. It's not what we want, is it? Not ideal, no. but you never know. They uh, they could, uh, as one bloke said on uh, Twitter yesterday, could be a swooper's deck. Exactly right. So, yeah. I, I get the feeling there's a sting left in the tail. So Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a, yeah, there's a twist good. left in this yeah, story. Yeah, I reckon there is a twist left in the tail here. So um, it could all come down to the SP prices, I reckon. I reckon all three, you might just go bang, bang, bang. It's like, <laughs> all right. Let, speaking of bang, 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 let's go bang and get started on Natasha Stakes Day, Latham and Terry. Ascot, Saturday, March 13. The rail is out five metres, maximum of 27 degrees forecast. Winds east to southeasterly, 20 to 30 degrees, Terry. Yeah, we've got the easterly in play, um, which we've had uh, three times, I think, in the last few months. None of those occasions it's played as on pace as expected or has, a, has done in prior seasons. So it leaves you a little bit... Um, 
Just query a little bit what we're going to expect here. I'm not willing to suggest that it will just be completely fair again, though, because we do have these easterlies on occasion, especially on a fresh pad where it just plays. You've got to be on speed to win. So um, wary if you're backing anything that's going to be taking a sit. But, um, yeah, I'll be looking at horses closer to the speed unless a map really suggests otherwise. And we've seen a couple of um, horses that are going to be closer to the speed get a bit of support in the early markets mm -hmm. this morning as well. So, mm. uh, yeah, always um, keep an eye on the pattern of the day as it evolves and emerges. And, um, yeah, and uh, we'll see how the rest of the day pans out. Let's get started, gents. Race one is the Morley Growers Market Plate for the two-year-olds over 1,200 metres. It's 11.59 a.m. commencement. What are your thoughts on two-year-old races Latham? I uh, love them, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> You're an eye man, aren't you? You don't have the, the data as such. You yeah. work on your eye and create your own markets necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's I like what that. I love about it. You can just go through all the trials and mm -hmm. try and pick apart what you like about them. So It's very opinion-based to your own. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I love that. A fellow, can... fellow two-year-old juvenile enthusiast. Mm. Yeah. You can very definitely good. find some at a price too. I'd like to spec one at a price. But um, to be honest, this race, I'm not very enthusiastic before, hey, about. Before we, before we start. Yep. Uh, what did you think of Pat Scott Sass yesterday? Because I know Terry's got some super. strong views. Yep, super. I have strong views. No, you got some interesting, oh, interesting like uh, interesting views. Not as good as I just don't think it's necessarily as big. But my, my view I is no, I, I I agree with some of your comments. Like lay it out, also, lay it out. I was also pretty filthy because I uh, I told you I was on. She, she's she's a classy chicks. Uh, oh, I was on that too. Actually, place heavy. Yeah, and I reckon that uh, should have run a clear second. Yeah, uh, missed the kick. Worked hard the middle stages. Back of wrong horse. Bolting throughout. Yep. Um, what was the what was the horse that got in way? A little feel on that next start they lay. So I think we can keep keep uh, a little bit quiet about that but I, um i had it marked equal favorite actually with pat scott yeah Sass, right so. i did a clear second pick. oh a second yeah second favorite, bucks, yeah. so yeah. um i did have I, I did think sass would be hard pat would be hard to beat but so pat basically isn't the world's best beginner but got okay yesterday managed to get to the breeze in a race without too much speed i just feel we're talking about oh it'll be hard to beat in a caricata it'll be super in a caricata there's so much speed going to the caricata pat isn't that big a jumper big gangly horse like that big well, hulking um, Massive monster, yeah. monster. Like it's going to be back amongst yeah. horses. I just don't think the caricata and the way it'll be run will will suit in the um, in the slightest. So um, yeah, I just think it's been a little bit embellished that wing yesterday. Um, uh, so were you hovering all. over the no. futures market? I know, but you could have done because um, I noticed it was fourteens into. Yeah, it's always that's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's going to happen. Sure. happen. Yeah. Lee on the wing no. the other day was thirties into tens. Yeah, and realistically, that horse won because of Patrick Carvery. Yeah, he gave it an absolute ten out of ten. Yeah, um, like Hoy Yarn and Spin the Knife were better runs. They didn't shorten dramatically. Yeah, so it's very results based when it comes to two year old markets um, like that. So you want to, yeah, you want to be make sure you're proactive and not reactive mm -hmm. in that sense. And you want to look at sometimes the horses that run fourth, fifth, sixth, or Brent Last would have been stiff. Or yeah, um, you can tell you can tell she's a good horse. But she's Terry's a very good horse. She, you can tell she's a good horse. But a big horse like that. Yeah. Imagine if she draws one and ends up three or four oh. back in the fence. Yeah. Like and yeah, so this um, the seven bucks is bad. <clears throat> if you took the four. It's good on you. I think if that's there, that's that's probably going to be overs on the day, and that's that's um, it allows you to chop and change and mix things around. But uh, yeah, the seven bucks at the minute, I think that's that's a little bit thin. In saying that, she'll go to the um, gym crack. The gym crack. Sorry. She'll go to yeah. the gym crack. Take on be optimistic. 
oh. next weekend. And uh, JC pings and leads and wins that. Yeah, you're seven bucks by the core, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, might, I might be giving her what she needs right here. I wins, think wins little, by five. Uh, a little knock that she needs to. So, yeah, the, the, the two year olds are really coming together for the. Uh, for the big, open. For, for the grand final on April 3, I think, the Caracata player. Yep. Last couple of years, Jericho Missile was always around even money. Um, uh, went lame in the run. Dig deep one, that one. Uh, and then last year, um, Gemma's son was awfully short throughout betting. We had dominant two-year-olds throughout. Yep. This year, like, don't get me wrong, export man looking and going super. Um, I've heard rumours that Wolfie might be going first up in the Karakata as well. Um, so, and then I, I just, it's just, basically, I'm just trying to say, there's no standout. There was just absolutely no standout. I mean, I've got a little share and be optimistic. We're a live chance in the Karakata. Mm. Um, for me, the top pick at the moment is spin the knife. Luke's other runner. Geez, that was a good run the other day. Yeah, yeah. I just think I think it's got the tactical speed. It's gone forward on a hot speed. It's been back and run on well. To me, it, it looks pretty professional. So for me, that's your top pick. It's, it's 10, 11 bucks. That's the only value I can see in the current Karakata market, but I, I haven't had a bet. So, so the two final lead-ups last no, next Saturday, next Saturday uh, the yep. Jim Crack and the Purse Stakes, one's for the Phillies, one's for the Colts and Geldings. Mm -hmm. And then it's two weeks for the Karakata. So what we have in front of us for to preview for Saturday's meeting this none of these really give at the at this moment in time one of the first starters might be something that we haven't haven't seen just yet don't necessarily give us a feel of a caricature plate contender the other way you look at it is yep. if they win this they qualify yeah they're in because it goes yeah. on prize money yeah like our horse we ran third the quarter million dollar race we're probably no longer in the top 16. I reckon there'll be a few that come out that don't yeah. go as well on the two races next week and we'll get a start. Yeah. But um, so some of them might be more astute. Like someone like, say, a horse like Secret Lair, who the Pierces might have an opinion of. Yeah. They might have gone this way thinking, well, we can probably get a start in the Caracata by running top three here or yeah. running top two here. So yeah. there's different thought process, but I do agree, yes. There's no Caracata winners here. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So it's – it's but what you said earlier off air, Terry, was that it's interesting that this – um, it feels as though most of the chances are going towards those two yep. features next Saturday. So a couple of these um, horses here are trying to get in through the back door. So Latham, yes. what? How did you assess this particular race? Um, well, I had I wanted to find a price for Hear Me Sing because I've really liked its two runs so far. I was caught deep, I think three wide at Bunbury, and kept working to the line. I think it came third or fourth that day. It was a really good run, I thought. Um, and then similarly, uh, the start before that, it sort of. Um, looked like it was off the bridle like gone a long way before the turn and just kept finding and i thought it was a really good run as well so i think that's the horse probably with the most upside but from gate 11 um obviously shooter's going to need a little bit of luck from out there so um but yeah outside of it there's not really anything i'm overly keen on to be honest bj i think yeah people will be trying to find okay who's going to lead this race right mm -hmm. so for mine i feel they were so they were very uh, keen to lead on his goal down the straight, thousand at Pinjara. He's left. They left their money there, didn't they? They sure did. Last mm. start. <laughs> the, the thing about that move as was well, it was it fifty into something? Yeah, but that so those moves they talk about. We often see the, the early odds moves into a stupid price late, but that's this move is sort of half an hour in the last half an hour of yep. betting. So yeah, I like those type of moves. That's like an old fashioned. Let's bring the wheelbarrow full of cash down the track and uh, <laughs> unload it onto Pete McCormick or wherever he's standing for the day. So, so official flux were eight fifty to three eighty. Yeah, it's yep. a good move, isn't it? Yeah, so it's good stuff. I imagine he's gold will will lead and um, went quickly. And perhaps the other the, the Martinovich stable mate Diamond Blue will either um, challenge for the lead as well or uh, or land leaders back. That leaves. The breeze position available, maybe a horse like Awesome Rival might work forward into that position. And I've got Tahitian Red who held up 
at Bunbury on day uh, no first up. So I imagine he's going um, that Philly is going to try and hold a forward position as well. My my take on this race is most people will be looking to f- find out wh- where the speed is, but I don't necessarily think the winner is is or the, the quality is is on the speed, which yeah, which made me come back to to hear me sing as well as latham says sean mcgrady's going to lead a lot of luck on this fellow and he hasn't really had a lot of luck any either three of his starts thus far i feel as though if, if he can begin and i'm tipping a three wide line will be forming if shawnee can land him missing three wide line with cover uh, peeling out into the middle of the straight the way that this this fellow can stick to his stick to his guns and really work to the line i think he's gonna have that real strength late so for me, I think he might even be looking to follow a horse like Secret Lair, who's probably going to take him a long way into it. I reckon this is a nice option for Hear Me Sing, who I, who I believe is going to develop into a really, really nice three-year-old. These juvenile features probably come around a bit too quick for him. He's not quite at that level, but next season, I reckon we're going to see a really, really smart customer. Taking the six bucks? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, um, where are we? I marked Hear Me Sing 480. Okay. 480 favourite. The horse that fascinates me the most um, is a horse by the name of Far Too Strong. First starter from the Lindsay Smith Yard. All too hard gelding, very well related. Both both of these horses, this horse's siblings have sold for six figures um, when they've gone through the ring. This horse wasn't uh, wasn't sold through the ring, not that I could find anyway. And I noticed that Carleen Heffel was very quiet on far too strong in its Larkhill 22-2 trial. Chris Parnham has been booked for the debut. There's been a little bit of money uh, in the early uh, fixed odds markets this morning. Uh, Terry, what did you think of... From your eye, what do you think of the trial far too strong? Yeah, well, we just spoke about it before a little bit, didn't we? It was uh, as if Carleen was told to just uh, give him a little bit of an easy time type of thing. So it was an interesting setup. I just said it's 11s to 6, 7s this morning. Whether that's just other agencies adjusting to what uh, Brad Bet went up this morning, I'm not too sure. But, um, yeah, money and markets will be key uh, with far too strong in what is not a very strong two-year-old race. I think the money will be key. So, yeah. Um, jury's out. 100%. Okay, hear me sing on top for me. Far too strong, the big watch. And just a um, just another interesting first starter is Wargem, $170,000 uh, yearling, still a cult. Um, Neville and Stephen Parnham uh, did a bit wrong the other day, so I think Gate 12 is probably against, but Wargem could be uh, a horse with a bit of a future. Um, keep an eye out for him. But for me, I think this is the race for him he's seen to swoop late. Yep. Um, Secret Lair is the one I'd marked on top, uh, but I can't um, take the $3.50. Uh, the value for me, the one I'll be having something small each way is Tahitian Red. Um, landed in a nice spot at Bunbury, but it was the only horse on speed who really um, kicked on. on. Yeah. It really boxed on. So I just, just that's a very pretty simple sort of uh, simplistic look at the race in that sense. But I, I always like to see a horse that can sort of go against the pattern of a particular race. I think Lucy lands in position A there. Yeah. Trial against Adore Me back in November was good. Trial over the 400 metres uh, in February was good. Forget the Crystal Slipper one. Jade dropped it out to last never in the race yeah like 27 bucks each way from the horse is going to get the run of the race and as bj said hear me sing and secret lair are going to 
have to run on into the race. And those two should probably Quinella it, but some two-year-old races are just dominated on speed, yeah. even if it doesn't look that way on paper. So 27 bucks each way, very small Tahitian red. Yeah, and that's that's why the Himi Singh run was so good at Bunbury the other day. He was sort of on top of the speed mm. and wide as well. So funny, funny old race that I'm Yeah, it wasn't. It was bizarre. It's funny, funny. But if you just I mean, if you just very simplistic, you look at that race and you grab ginger locks, it's five bucks at the moment. Tahitian red's $27. Yeah, I don't think there's that much between. No, the I agree with that. That, and um, that's five times the price. So and uh, yeah, that Himi Singh was three, four, five. Just had every, every time Shawnee made a move to find a reasonable position on Himi Singh, he just got shunted and pushed mm-hmm. around. And for him to come again and be beaten only one point two in the line was significant. So um, yeah, interesting juvenile race to kick things off. Race two is the Glenroy Chaff Handicap, three old thousand meters. One of Terry's pet hates is uh, early scratchings, and we've had a significant one here, Guru. Number one, Charlton Eddie is out. Early scratchings are okay, but uh, this this does look a little bit this does look a little bit fishy, I reckon. Well, I mean, you, 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 did, you did mention that the Casey's um, do often. I mentioned ex- this last night, I reckon, before the uh, the scratching even came through that I yep. thought this might occur. So, yeah, Charlton Eddie's come out, and um, that means that uh, Sassy Trader carries a bit less weight than it otherwise would have. So, um, yeah, I'm sure that's just coincidental. Um, but Type 1 is still in the race, Latham, as well. But Type One's going to race in about two hours' time. Yep. So I reckon the Type 1 won't be in the race either. So that's what gives me the shits a little bit is that they're dual nommed, and we've seen prevailing wins later in the day who's racing in race seven today and also – on Saturday, sure, maybe they're going to back off two days, and I'm going to look like an idiot, but um, I don't think they will. And um, yeah, just just annoying when we're trying to do our form and our speed maps. But um, no, I, I like this now as a betting race. Uh, actually, I actually like the two scratchings, Charlton Eddie, and presuming that Type One will be coming out. Um, Big screen showed a heap of speed in the trial, so I think big screen can roll forward and lead. And I reckon they'll be aggressive now on Savage 1. Um, I think Savage 1 can come across land in the breeze for Lactar Ramoli. That's not a certainty, but I think that's how it will eventuate. Um, interesting how he debuted over the 1,400 metres back in September. Went pretty good, um, beaten by Sheikert, who goes okay. But they've since dropped him back and stuck to these sort of 1,100,000 metre journeys. So they might have just said, hang on, this bloke's a sprinter at this stage of his career. Mm, yeah. um, falling in at Jarrow probably doesn't look very good. But um, as I was saying to Latham before, imagine you're, a, you're in a float for six, seven hours going up north. You might just turn up with not a huge passion to be uh, to race young um, horse inexperience yeah, exactly well. right yeah. I can forgive that not winning by a bigger margin at Geraldton and the the win down the straight well he didn't beat much um, beat a couple of tried horses but they went pretty poorly in shock result and fishhook um, but he won really authoritatively I know the stable's got a big opinion I think he finds the breeze he started favourite at all three career starts to date uh, which tells you a little bit about him he carries only the 53 likely lands in the breeze there's not much here Savage won 350 360 it's a, an easy bet for me just on what Terry was saying about the, the weight situation, this is just purely the maths of it all. If Charlton Eddie wasn't in that race uh, at nominations, um, Sassy Trader would have been weighted at 60 kilos. If he came out after nominations but before acceptances, weights would have been raised and Sassy Trader would have had 59 kilos. So either way, he's 3.5 or 2.5 better off for <laughs> Charlton Eddie being in the field at acceptance time. So that was just to wrap a bow in in that yeah, discussion. Yeah, no, that's good. That's um, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. So Latham, three odd thousand race. What did you come up with? Yeah, obviously, like Terry alluded to with the scratchings, it's sort of thrown the, the map out the window a bit. But I agree with um, Big Screen coming across and leading, and I think Savage One as well will definitely go forward. 
Um, the only thing with Savage one I'm a little have a little query on is just the the pinny win on the outside rail. Probably looked a little bit better than what it actually was. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, definitely a horse that has upside. The one I wanted to find was our boy Dylan. Um, the last two has been a little bit keen, and I noticed they've thrown the Norton bit on first time. I think they're trying to suss him out. So look, I think he'll park in just behind the speed. Um, could even land in the one-one. I think he's a horse who needs cover at this stage of his career, our yeah. boy Dylan. He wasn't happy in the breeze last which time, he, he? Which he got two starts ago in the Vedetta Star race, but he yep. didn't get last start when uh, that midweeker where he ran six. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and he only finished about a, a neck off um, Charlton Eddie in that race. So yep. I, th- I thought the run was full of merit. Um, it's just where he's at, because that run last uh, Sunday at the Class Three, the Amasinas race, was pretty poor. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's not really a race I'm too keen on betting-wise, but um, maybe our boy Dylan Late might be my play. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a good chance to reassess following the scratching of Charlton Eddie. I had Charlton Eddie on top in the leg up. The the scratching of Charlton Eddie and the likely scratching of type one does bring Savage one. I, I actually thought Mark Savage won second fave. So now that those two scratchings are out and with Romoli on, that can really ro- roll forward with, with optimism, I think, um, on Saturday. He... Um, he did get plenty of favours, as Latham said, in that straight thousand at Pinjari the other day, but cantered in, really cantered in. I just yeah. love the way that he he progressed from that um, from that first up Geraldton victory. So he's a young horse on the rise, learning every day uh, in and around the stables and at the races, and he's uh, he's progressing really well. So I think this is a good option for Savage One to sit up outside Big Screen, who won a, who won a troll quite well the other day, and will give a kick and sort of drag him into it. So um, that means that if, if he's going to land outside leader and going to um, push the button, who are the horses that can possibly come from behind him and, and, and knock him off? The two that I landed on were either Divine Pear or Apple Schnapps. Uh, Divine Pear's form in three runs last prep was really, really strong. I thought its trial, lead-up trial performance was was comfortable underneath Peter Nucky, and I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see Divine Pear launching at them late. And Apple Schnapps is a is an interesting first upper from the Lindsay Smith yard. Uh, ran well. It's it's its runs were better than its the the I guess the. Numbers on the page suggest 3177. Stiff the last two. Stiff the last two. Should have finished significantly closer at its last two starts before a spell. And uh, its second up northern win was quite decisive uh, up against a good one from Toddy Harvey's yard. So It's a real unknown race, isn't it? It is. It's a real specula- speculatory yeah. race in, in regards to Apple Schnapps, no trial. Divine Pear, still a maiden. Yep. Big screen, new trainer. Our boy Dylan, I think what um, Latham just said was bang on there. How will that gear change affect? And Lucy, and Lucy going, Lucy on, going softer on. hands. Yep. That could be really um, – yep. yeah, to be honest, I hadn't really contemplated that um, all that deeply and it's made me just have a bit more of a think about how I've priced our boy Dylan. I've probably got our boy Dylan a little bit longer than I should, but mm. um, it's a market of – it's a race and, of speculation. And the Sassy Trader's got pads on as well. But yeah, well, Sassy Trader's probably the, the most proven horse in the yeah. race. It's the one we haven't discussed. Okay, so, geez, what can you take? Sassy Trader, just forgotten how to jump. I mean, it'll probably scratch in the morning now that I've said all this. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it's, it's a horse that's pretty hard to trust, isn't it? Yeah, so but his, his best is good enough. Funny, funny race. But <clears throat> for me, gun to head, want a tip, Savage one on top. Yeah, Savage one for me comfortably as well. I think I've, I've again, I haven't remarked the race, but I think now that he gets the breeze because I had him deep. I reckon I've got Savage. Three fifty chance. I reckon I've got Savage one about two sixty now. Wow, I reckon. Yeah, um, yeah the fifty three kilos, the breeze, fitness, thousand meters, Durant, Lacta. I'm, I'm just um, happy being on. Good.
Like, yeah, our boy Dylan for me. Okay. Yeah, I like that uh, Lucy Warwick book, booking as well. She yeah. comes out on them. They seem to chill. That, hopefully that uh, leaves our boy Dylan with a full tank of fuel to uh, to do something late. So anyway, fascinating 1,000-meter dash for the three-year-olds. Race three of the day, Natasha Stakes Day, is the West Speed Platinum Tap Touch, Betty or Bet Handicap, 1,400 meters. Geez, Bruce Almighty's pretty firm in the market, Guru. Yeah, he certainly is. I think Brad went up at about uh, four sixty or something for Bruce, and he's uh, four twenty. It might have been. He's into uh, yeah, he's into three bucks there, and probably a little bit shorter elsewhere. How did you map this one, Lath? Did we? Did you? Are we expecting Bruce Almighty just to go straight to the top? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I've got Locker in going forward as well. Yep. Um, Double Spice will be much handier this time around. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Wild Fusion, who I, I know we'll both on last start, will take a sit and find cover. Um, I was a bit, bit disgruntled by that at the time. I didn't <laughs> find that uh, Wild Fusion ended up without cover. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, drama free, I'm not too sure where that'll end up. Obviously, drawn eight, so a bit sticky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, Petit La sort of just in behind those, so... Yeah, that's basically the map I had as well. Bruce Almighty leads, Locker in outside leader, Wild Fusion leaders back, and Double Spice 1-1. Yeah, it's exactly how I had it too. So pretty simplistic map from there, and the race should be running one from the first four. You'd suspect Firesale is going to be last. Street Fair, who's a horse at Jace. So Street Fair first up last campaign um, went into a race of 59.5 kilos. It was a class one, but the class one had Sweet Strawberry and Rewrite the Stars, and Street Fair was probably a good thing beaten with 59.5. This is arguably easier. Yeah. Like it's arguably easier. Um, it's always about horses at the form they were in at that particular time, et cetera, et cetera. This is arguably easier. The trial was okay. The stable jockey combination's flying. Yeah. I reckon Street Fair's three back the fence following Wild Fusion here. Stalking. Stalking. And that's yeah. the type of horse that Clint Johnson Porter's been winning on recently. Which we just referred to. Yeah, yeah. Miss Marietta, Daring Soleil's. Um, I don't know. The, the trial was only okay. And in that trial, there were some very slow horses. So the trial being only okay probably makes the trial actually pretty ordinary, in all fairness. <laughs> but gee whiz, Street Fair one day will win when I'm not on. And it'll probably send me straight to Grey. <laughs> I reckon there's a horse I've done my ass on more than street bear, to be honest with you. But um, I just think at around 15, 16 bucks, oh, he was, I'm not sure what he is at the moment. Um, I've marked him, um, I've marked him eight bucks. He's something. $13. 13 yeah. It's just something you've got to have a sanity saver on. But um, no, I'm... I think it's a pretty open race. I'm I'm probably going to back Wild Fusion to look for a late price. I think Latham hit the nail on the head that we wanted to see him race with cover last start. Lands on the back of Bruce. Bruce was gifted that race two starts back. There were some very poor horses in the breeze on his back. He's fallen in against Bombay Style. He needed to get clear and get some running. Uh, I don't know how good the tin snip form reference is last from six days ago. I'm not. I'm just not convinced that that sort of two bucks, three bucks, that type of range. Fifty nine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think the winner comes from um, yeah one of the one of the horses on speed, but here he may. That's a bit short. I think one of the it'll either be a double spice or wild fusion victory. Mm-hmm. Taking on Bruce. Taking on Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was he was thirty line, but I, I think double spice and wild fusion. It's one of those two f- for mine. Happy to forgive double spice. That was just yeah horrible viewing last start. Drew thirteen went back. Um, got really keen on a very that was the Bruce Almighty in a very slow tempo. Uh, Sean McGrady got on heels, off heels, had to make a wide move, got shunted. It was just, yeah, nothing went right for for double spice. Huge difference here from three. You can begin comfortably and land in the slot. 
Um, it's an odd weight and map to yeah, around, isn't it? Yeah, he um, he just yeah, it's a mass gate thirteen over fifteen hundred meters. Gate three, uh, that twenty one days between runs has given SJ Miller a nice chance to get a bit of freshness back in his legs. That first up victory over Castillo de Lago was strong. The scooter's machine form reference second up is strong. I feel as though double spice is going to be in the right spot, and if he brings his A game, I think he's the horse to beat for mine. I'm with you guys too. I thought. I was confused by the wild fusion tactics last Saturday outside lead on a sh- uh, on one of the faster tempo uh, races of the day, <laughs> and he was just got busted up and um, yep. fell, fell in a heap late. He's this is going to be a completely different situation for him. He's going to get soft. He's going to get cover. Smell that. I like the booking of Brad Willer. Um How about the gift he got given yesterday? Have a look at the um, the first hundred meters of the uh, the Queen yeah. Takes King race, and he was going to be caught deep the trip. Yeah. Watch them let him in. Watch yeah. it was Carvery. Watch uh, maybe Carvery just said, "I think I'm better off being on his back, yeah. and keeping him yeah. up deep. That's fine." Yeah, but just watch them let him in early yeah. on. I just watching it going on. Oh, that, that looked a bit. Come on, twenty four hundred meters as well. Twenty four hundred. Yeah. yeah, you keep the favorite out deep with the sixty and a half, and it's a different. Yeah, different horse wins the race. I just I found it very very odd how um, the restraint to make sure that Brad Willer wasn't left out deep in that run. So, but it's good to see Brad back. I just think it's worth watching if you haven't seen it. Yeah, okay. I'll have to. I'll just take the first hundred and fifty meters. Uh, take a closer look mm-hmm. at that particular race, but um, yeah, huge difference. Wild Fusion will be a different horse with a smother on Saturday. I just feel as though he's. Double Spice is going to be outside Wild Fusion, which means that Double Spice can then move into the race with a bit more momentum and uh, and that means that Wild Fusion will have to pick up and out-sprint him. So for me, I reckon this is a really nice option for Double Spice at his best. Laith? Yeah, I'm pretty much with you guys on that. Um, yeah, Wild Fusion, Double Spice as well. Um, it's two at a price. Maybe I can make a claim for a locker in and trade prizes going okay. Mm. Um, if it gets out to something stupid like triple figures, then... And maybe, but probably not. So, yeah, just the two, Wild Fusion and Double Spice. And yeah, then, you watch Brett Pope, Cornell, this race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how you uh, you discuss that as well, Laith. Like, there's a horse like Trade, it's currently 30 bucks. You go, well, I'm not going to have anything on. But so you think, well, hang on, he's run three back and four back, uh, two back and three back, both both good enough to run a race here. And if that's a top of one, you're not going to back it at 30 bucks. But if nah. you see a hundreds late, you're going, I can have something tiny on that. So yep. I always like having that in the uh, in the back of the mind. But um, yeah, with the prices here, BJ, because I'm, 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 I've marked, as I mark every race, quite opinionated. Uh, I've got Wild Fusion. I've got the three of them basically $4.60 all on top in a line. I found it very hard to separate. Yeah, um, that was almost identical to mine. Okay, so yeah. I, I was of the impression I'd see probably like my eight, nine bucks late wild fusion. I just sometimes need to reconsider if that is a possibility and we consider taking the 550. It's probably a good race not to get too involved in when you're that fence sitting, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I was three of them in a line as well, mm. um, 450. Yeah, right. Yeah. Look at that. Race four is the Crown Perth Handicap. Uh, graduation, one Metro win, 1,200 metres and... Cerise and White, three-year-old secret plan, is on the quick backup after being three wide, no cover, and still managing to finish second at Bunbury last Saturday. What do we make? What did we make of Secret Plan's performance? I imagine it's going to be well. He is all the rage in the market thus far, and um, how will that performance then translate into taking on the older horses? Yeah, I thought he went super. Yeah, last week. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, they we walked. So sitting deep isn't his bigger 
big an issue. But I mean, he had horses like Vedette to Star, and he had a few other little sharp three year olds yeah. um, sitting Strong around him. I think one thing that Bob does so well with his placement of horses is putting these horses in these sixty pluses rather than go to the three year old races. Yeah. I don't understand what the desperation to go to the three year old races are when they're probably harder races to win and you're carrying more weight. I think, yeah, I think it's a bit of old, old school mentality, yeah. you know, not not wanting to race the three year olds against the older horses. But there's benefits to doing it for massively. Sure. Yeah. yeah, massively, massively. But um, no, if if Secret Plan doesn't win this, then yeah, Secret Plan might be a, at a dispersal sale. Sure, <laughs> I reckon this is the this is the one for Secret Plan to be winning. The map that we, we discussed, we, we touched on the fact that it's going to be the, the easterly in place. So the map does look a bit of a concern because universal pleasure really should be getting to the top um, with some degree of ease, you would think here. But the, the fact he has drawn 11 will mean that he'll have to work to get across. Um, that's presuming the prevailing winds is coming out. Yeah, I was about to say, speaking of, um, you know, um Oh, it's a pain. Easterlies, prevailing winds. What are we, what's the, what, what do we do from a speed map point of view? No, we just got to think. He's not, he's not running, surely. He's running on Thursday and the last on Thursday as well. So, um, yeah, he's got under 48 hours as a sprinter. I don't think he's backing up off, off two days. But um, stranger things have happened, I guess. Um, but, no, I think Universal we are, Pleasure will get to the top. But we'll have to probably still do a bit of work to get across here just from 11. He isn't literally a ping the gates type horse, um, but he will get there. Um, I think relatively easily, but Sir Mambo's going super. You could discuss half of these grand design and um, maps really, really nicely. Kerman Rock's last run was probably better than it looks, but um, I just think Secret Plan will be too good if Carberry can land midfield with cover and can defy a pattern on the day. Um, bit, bit thin at two hundred five. In saying that, I've marked Secret Plan a flat even money, um, but I don't really want to have a bet unless I'm getting above two fifty. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. Um... Yeah, real keen secret plan, to be honest. I think it's a horse that we're yet to see its best, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping today will be the day or Saturday will be the day. Funny old run, funny old race last Saturday, wasn't it? Um, walked, uh, a couple of speed horses didn't didn't go forward. Um, the fact well, that- Well, there was no speed horses, really. That was the thing. Well, Dark Assault- They tried to. Dark they tried, but Alpha and Omega was too quick, so it got in front of Dark Assault when Mitch yeah. was trying to bustle through. That yeah. That was probably the- Yeah, no, they, they, didn't, they didn't opt to lead with- Icy red, icy yep. red. So Jason Whiting just sort of ghosted across on Hot Z, and he was just like, geez, how good's this? Mm. Punch. It was an odd ride from Sean McGrady. Once he found the top on Alpha and Omega, I felt he probably just should stay there. You can just let it roll from there, I think. Um, but retrospect's a powerful tool. But Hot Z won well, and Nobel Lawrence made the Hot Z form look even better yesterday. Yeah, he uh, he bolted in midway yesterday. So yeah, it does look set up pretty strongly for Secret Plan, doesn't it? Universal Pleasures. No, she's, slouch. She's, she's no slouch. She's going good, no. especially if prevailing winds comes across and she can she can sort of work her way to the top um, without burning too much. Mm-hmm. Lucky Lactar, Rail Ramoli, 54.5 kgs. is uh, She's going to give a kick anyway, so Secret Plan yeah. will want to be at his sharpest to, to give her a head start and get over the top of her in enough time. So I think it's obviously it's between the two three-year-olds. Um, Secret Plan is the obvious on topper. He stands out as the hardest to be. I suppose it's just a, uh, it's just a de- price dependent at this stage, Terry, um, for Secret Plan. It is. Will it there is. be any money for the thrilled, the ex-Hong Kong galloper? Well, it's an interesting one. I, he's beaten nothing in his trials. Yeah. There won't be any of my money They weren't him. spectacular. Uh, <laughs> they weren't spectacular. No, they certainly weren't spectacular. <laughs> but it's been 433 days since he's uh, graced a racetrack. Grace. Uh, over a thousand. Grace. <laughs> over a thousand since he's had a win. So, no, I, I wouldn't be taking 50 to one personally. But it's the type of horse where 
if we want to wait for a secret plan price, which can be risky because secret plan tends to be well backed. Yeah. Yep. Every time he's gone to the race, he's only started above even money um, once, and that was obviously in the, the good race last week from the awkward alley. Well, there's no triple missile in this race, is there? No, there's not. He carried 59 against triple missile, and um, you know, he carded, uh, carded. Um, well, mate, mate, he was second rate to triple missile, but uh, yeah, look, if if he doesn't win this, I don't. Yeah, it's a concern. Bad luck. Bad luck, I think, is the uh, the only thing that probably beats him here. So I just don't know when the best price to go is. So, I, as I said, I, I don't want to have a bet on this type of horse getting back with the easterly. 235, Brad bet at the moment. 235, yeah, that's that's a cusp. Yeah, that's, that's a cusp on price. the edge. Yeah, it's on the edge. I don't think you'll trade much longer than that personally. Okay. Um, I'm glad you brought up Thrilled Latham. He is very well-traveled. He began his career in uh, New South Wales and was purchased to race in Hong Kong, um, and they're the, the same owner who raced his horse in Hong Kong, races horses with Brock Luthwaite in Perth, so he's come back. Brock is have to has had to do a lot of work patching this six-year-old up. Um, was scheduled to race, I'm yeah. pretty sure. That he was, was scratched the other week. Yeah, he was scheduled to race on the 24th of Feb, but was scratched due to a float mishap. So then he went back to trials, and Troy Turner just – had a stranglehold of him, really, um, in that 1,200-meter uh, March 2 heat. So fascinating runner, happy to watch him watch him go around. Sometimes with these horses with that are coming, well-traveled, coming off problems and stuff, maybe their best run is their first run. But, um, yeah, I'll be watching him. The other interesting runner, the two of them actually, want to be good. First up for Luke Fernie is noteworthy. Uh, but the other one, imported galloper, creator, Chris and Michael Ganjimi, a former $1.5 million yearly, was creator, and uh, he was stakes placed as a younger horse. Ganjimi's, uh, he raced for for the Peter and Paul Snowden in New South Wales in Sydney. Ganjimi's purchased him for $80,000 as a tried horse. His, uh, his best form is is pretty good, and his, um, but yeah, the um, he's got blinkers on for his, Coming off a of March 2 trial, blinkers on gate two for Clint Johnston Porter. I imagine that they will come out swinging at their first start in the West. So he's another, he adds another sort of um, layer to to this race. That's, so, a dark, that's a real bargain bin sort of shot, isn't it? 1.5 initially, a bit of a line through it, just the 80K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's in the, uh, the discount. <laughs> heavily, heavily, uh, heavily $2 discounted shot. sort of. Uh, Value there for creator, but again, again, Jimmy's have a knack of uh, of finding these these tried horses and patching them, the patching trial? them up. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, inconclusive. You summed one. it up with your noise there. Yeah. I thought well, inconclusive. <laughs> Didn't even need to use words there. Yeah. So um, yeah, but they're, they're just some other um, layers to this particular event. But it does look like the secret plan handicap. All things being equal. I'll um, throw me $70 on Secret Plan too. Oh, there we go. He's uh, he's off and going. So 70 <laughs> wins. I'll, I'll drop this down. 70 wins. Uh, Lath, Secret Plan. I like that. When you've got a lead, you can just defend yep. it a little bit. Can't you? We don't need to get too exciting, just give too a little fancy. Kick. <laughs> I like that. Just give a little kick. Exactly right. 70 wins, Lath and Anderson. And Riley, he's whacking his 100 on this race. Sir Mambo. He's backing a non-winner. A non-winner is backing a non-winner. So um, for, Marty. Man, for Marty Allen, he was absolutely huge last start. But yeah. how many times? Deep. Do you, how many times do we say how big he was last? But like any other horse does that, and you go, oh, that's three, four bucks. You know, he might. This type he market. might appreciate <laughs> being out in Maddie Land. Hey, exactly Saturday. right. Barrier five without the speed in the race. If, if Universal Pleasure comes across, he could just about pop to his outside and be in the breeze and. Um, 
Yeah, gee whiz. If a horse should have won more races than he has, you'd think it's it's Sir Mambo, but he just likes not being in front, basically. So, But good luck to Riley. So Riley, Morgan, 100 wins, Sir Mambo. Late so, 70 secret. So Sir Mambo's, yeah. you imagine he's probably going to be a 7 8 $9 chance? Yep. That's going to be I enough. don't think he'll be too firm. That's, that, it, that's going to be enough, isn't it? Yep. Almost. Yep. 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 No, I like it. All right, so we'll know a lot after race four. Yeah, that, it'll so. be uh, – we'll know it's – yeah, exactly right. All right, BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. That is correct, Terry. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Latham hopefully can get up there <laughs> soon and uh, sample some of the feed and uh, maybe have a flutter and a frothy uh, bask in the family atmosphere up on Butchie's big deck. It's all happening. If you drop in, if you're in the neighbourhood, drop in, see the publican in Butchie O'Connor, say good day, let him know you're a one-one listener and uh, Butchie will look after you, that's for sure. So congratulations to episode 66 WA Racing Mastermind winner, Damien Davini. A 100, Damien got all the uh, questions correct on last week's edition, of course. So that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Damien is in the mail. Thanks for playing. So to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to answer the following four questions correctly. So I've whacked in one from way back, um, so this might not be suitable for uh, for Latham and Terence, but we'll uh, we'll see how we go. All right. <laughs> I think I'm a pen job for this, to be honest. We'll give it a crack. Terry right, means right. business. Ready? Right, ready to go. Question number one. Natasha. Oh, he's a left-hander as well. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Natasha won the 1990 WA Oaks oh, Australian on. Derby Double. They were both Group 1 races. How old were you in 1990? I wasn't born. <laughs> Who owned Natasha? Natasha. Oh, geez, I wouldn't have a clue. You can speculate. I, will speculate. I think you might. Uh, if you speculate, I think you could be on the money. Yeah. Question two. Who trained... Belmont girl to win the 2014 Natasha Stakes. Jeez, these are going to be hard for Latham, a new man to WA racing. <laughs> yeah, these are going to be difficult. <laughs> All right. I should do a little bit of research, but it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> question three, name the, sorry, name the now Hong Kong-based galloper who won last year's JC Roberts Stakes. Ah, do got we this need, one. What name do we want? I've got both. I do. Oh, I've got both too, actually. <laughs> extra yeah, points. Right. Extra points. If you get both. Don't, Which name do you want, though? Don't know if I can spell the uh, the initial the name. The initial though. one, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, give us the name that he ha- uh, that he had when he won the Roberts last year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, that'll do. The JC Roberts. Mm. Uh, sold for fortune, too. Congratulations. One and a half million. Yeah, yeah, to everyone yeah. involved. Uh, question four. Who rode Money Her to victory in the 2018 JC Roberts Stakes? For the Pierce Brothers. Hang on a sec. The guru's got a full head of steam up here. <laughs> He's got four and a half out of four. Well ah, done. Bonus points. Bonus point. Bang. Bang. All right. Latham. Take a yeah, I reckon like we just stab aim, in the, aim stab in the dark. <laughs> I think I might have got one though. That's all right. Yes, definitely got one. Yeah, a, bit Actually, a bit hard on the young fella. It wasn't a, it wasn't a life raft, those questions. <laughs> definitely wasn't following WA Racing for half of them. So it's good though. Good array of questions. Yes. So with uh, with those feature races on this weekend, bit of a blend there. So if you can get 
your answers in via direct message at the one one pod on twitter then you can be in the running to uh, head up to the mundaring hotel and uh, spend a 100 dollars gift voucher so yeah get your entries in punters all right bj we move forward to race number five the natasha the natasha the natasha stakes now uh over the 2200 meters this is the uh traditionally the final build-up to the wa oaks first of all this is a sign of that it's going to be a pretty thin old oaks because this this basically is the wa oaks you realize you're looking at it you might see a horse like temptation one yes. yesterday, Wednesday, will come into it um, purely because they'll look at this field and they'll say, we'll have a crack. You'll see a horse like Hollyoak potentially come into it. You'll see – you won't see many others. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you'll see many others at all. So <laughs> what I find really, really funny is you've got to market out for this race, right? Then you've got to market out for the Oaks and they're completely different. Like how is that How is that possible? This is the Oaks, just 200 metres different. I, I'm fully aware that – um, pure devotions actually well it actually doesn't even make any sense pure devotions drawn poorly here and it's shorter um, than a horse like braver anyway it's very very odd what everyone's thinking Soleil's $2.40 favourite but it's $5 for, for the, the Oaks, Oaks. Right. and it's your third favourite so those two markets they should really align they should reflect each other they should reflect each other very much so I've been I've been quite bullish uh, ever since and I was surprised that Kira went on pure devotion uh, and not Chris Parnham initially I thought pure devotion always looked the pick of the Phillies, and I've been pretty keen on the the five six bucks. I, I think one of the companies still has four dollars eighty up about pure devotion for the Oaks, which I don't think's a horrible uh, a horrible. Well, if she wins this, a horrible price. Well, price the thing is, is, well, that's the thing. I, I I don't know if she will. I just now I'm just sort of contradicting myself. But the barrier is so ugly here. I know it's only a small field, but Kira's probably going to have to drop out to last. Oh, I just she has to time her run into the race. Blah blah. blah. I mean. The first thing we need to address here, and we'll, we'll ask Latham first of all, and it's so opinion-based, what everyone's going to think about this is, will Soleil get the 2200? That's the big question. Mm. It's purely opinion-based. Will Soleil get the 2200? And will she be assisted in potentially getting the 2200 by the fact she'll have lunar impact yeah, in the, in the yeah, breeze, sunset cruise in the breeze? It'll like, be a soft 2200. It should be a if, soft one. I, if, think, I think they would have preferred to take a sit with Soleil. I, if, if lunar impact was mine, I'd lead. Without doubt. Yep. yep. Straight to the front. Yep. Without doubt. Why else? And the then race? just, just it, it'll just keep going. Well, it'll stop. At one, one speed. <laughs> it'll, keep it'll keep going at one speed. <laughs> yep. Uh, just roll. Like, you're not going to win from last. Mm. Just have a crack. Lunar impact. Should They should attack for mine. And I don't think that the connections are so. Oh, actually, with the connections that I play, I would be. They'd love it. They'd love it. Something to follow. I'd oh, love it. but it depends. They would rather run their own race. So Leia would want to go below benchmark here. Or yeah, run for sure. At, at, wouldn't want to be going at too um, steady a tempo because that will just set it up for um, for pure devotion, you'd think. But, um, yeah, I, I'm expecting Lunar Impact to roll forward. I'm expecting Sunset Cruise, who's won when yeah. in the past, to potentially go forward. And, I was going to ask about that because yeah. it's gone forward before. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, I mean, it's not – I think they'd prefer to sit on Soleil, but there's just no obvious sit horse for them to go into that. I think they'll say Lucy, if something goes and takes you on, don't be afraid to sit instantly. Because yeah. Soleil's turn of foot um, for 200 metres is, is is huge, but it's whether she can produce that and then at the end of the long at the end of 2200 yeah. and truly run 2200. So, yeah, do you think she'll stay like? Um, oh, it's a million dollar question. It is. It really <laughs> is. Well, she keeps proving me wrong. I've sort of been a bit sceptical as she's got out and trip whether mm. she'll get it, and she just keeps getting it. So, look, I certainly wouldn't um, rule it out, but. 
Yeah, I, I've got a little query on it, to be honest. I sort of try to find pure devotion as well, but um, yeah, gate seven is sticky. Um, the horse that it's going to be interesting to see how it goes, the Strawberry Mist mm. ran an absolutely cracking final sort of, you know, last 400, but it was a it was a crap race. Yeah, it was <laughs> a maiden. So Hard to miss though, wasn't it? Yeah, it'll be mm. really interesting to see just how it measures up. It could come last, but... Mm. Um, I don't think it will, though. But, um, yeah, look, Slayer's going to be hard to beat if, you know, if she gets the trip, but... Um, big if. Yeah, it's big if. It's such a... Yeah, it's such a... Again, I'm just... I won't keep harping on this, but, like, I've just seen now, she had yeah, 240 Slayer, like... Yeah. She's fine, but what, what are we? It's one or the other, you know. Yeah. Markets have to align. That's the thing that there can't be. Um, there can't be any difference. One I also want to ask you about is if if you go back through, I don't know how uh, if you guys have looked at this, but Reliable Star and Sunset Cruise they met uh, a fortnight ago. Yep. Reliable Star's on the three week backup, which you got to worry for a young filly how how that'll go. Um, could be maybe she'll relish it. Who knows? Um, but for me, Sunset Cruise was a better run. Than reliable stuff. Sunset Cruise was a good run, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Maybe better as a stretch, but yeah. there was—I don't think there was anything in it. You watch the way Sunset Cruise was smashing the line. Gee whiz, I thought Sunset Cruise went absolutely super for her to be thirty. Well, with sports, but one company, she's thirty bucks, so she's twenty odd dollars. Reliable star, four eighty-five bucks. Um, madness. That is definitely madness. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I, I've marked Sunset Cruise and Reliable Star not far from each other. I think eight and twelve, um, but in saying that, I, I'm not. It's not like I'm jumping out of my skin to try and be on, and those prices aren't, aren't exactly uh, readily available. But Sunset Cruise was uh, was huge. Even the prior run was probably a better run than Fashion Queen, mm. um, who went okay. Um, has since been spelled. I could imagine that's the reason she's not here. But um, oh, I just think this is such an intriguing race. As uh, it reminded me of what Scotty Embry told us when he um, was on our podcast a couple of months ago, is that these are the type of races you like. BJ speculating on Lunar Impact, maybe leading and rolling along, which I think is a big chance of happening. But we're speculating on speed maps and on speeds in the race, and and we're speculating on it potentially being a slowly run race and they're hard races to bet into yeah. with, with a degree of confidence 100%. Um, when that occurs. But um, yeah, I think pure devotion is the best of bobs. And geez, you just, you just, the lot, the, the old tale and the old rule, I should say, is you just back the best of bobs once they get up to 2000 plus. Yeah. yeah. The thing with this. And well done Kira, though, for keeping the ride. The thing with Saleya though, is say she, she leads and leads slowly mm-hmm. and then has to ramp up the pressure. I mean, what Peter Nucky on Brave Angel isn't gonna like he's gonna want to turn it into more of a twenty two hundred meter race. Mm-hmm. Um so like it's it's not necessarily just gonna be um gift wrapped for Salaya. And um yeah, and if, if Lunar if as as I said, I'm not saying that this will happen, but if Lunar Impact was mine, I'd be pushing forward hard. Um and making making a uh turning it into a genuine twenty two hundred as much as possible. Uh, so yeah, like I, I still feel as though Saleh had a chance to win the other day. Um, yeah, I don't and, think, and, no, and I, I think that the numbers yeah. that I saw were a little bit on the soft side late. So it's got me querying the extra 400 meters of the, um, of the Natasha and, um, and look, but sometimes you don't need to be a stayer to win these races. Sometimes class alone can get you to win a, um, can get you to win at Oaks, can get you to win at a Derby. Like it's, there's been lots and lots of high class three year olds who aren't necessarily stayers, but have been able to to win those particular races along the way. Just because it's a limited pool yes. of horses that can. It's only three year old fillies, obviously. So exactly. That's why, yeah. So, but for me, regardless of draw, I just think if, if 
I, I wrote in my leg up if Kiri Yule can keep her cool, and because I do, she does like to go Kira cool. If she she does like to be pretty positive on these horses, but I don't really think that she needs to annoy pure devotion um, early in this race. And I feel as though she just needs to get this this filly wound up. So you think filly strong staying pedigree, keep her wound up, out of trouble, moving into the race with momentum. I think she'll just gradually work them over late that's that's how i'm envisaging this race to play out um and i'm not saying it's gonna be a big margin or whatever but i feel as though she can she can come from behind them win i feel as though she she probably should have almost won last start. i don't want to talk about it <laughs> Got, how about Couldn't, the roadblocks the yeah. roadblocks with the oh, state yeah. with the stable no, exactly so, right. it definitely wasn't curious fault it was the, just uh, the way it all unfolded the stable uh, mates she were, definitely uh, should have won last start. yeah so 20 dollars bet fair by the way so and just just the way that she was able to pick up again, weave through, bang, and then hit the line as well as anything was, for me, was quite significant. I just feel as I'm pretty keen on the fact that uninterrupted forward momentum into the race, at the end of 2200 metres, she's going to be the strongest on the line. Now, BJ, my question to you is price wise, we saw Soleil last start, Latham, I think it was 210, 220 into about $1.70 bet fare, which is hard money because you're yep. talking the best part of, I'm not sure actually, $50,000, $100,000 probably matched at that price. So you're talking hard money has to come for a big move at those two prices. What, and looking at the fact pure devotion, a lot of that's probably my money, uh, is six bucks into $3 for the Oaks with most agencies as well. What does this market do late is the market scared of the fact that it isn't Chris Parnham? It's Curiel. Uh, does the market shy away from Salaya? Does the market go towards the ratings horse in Salaya? Um, what does the market do late, considering what it's already done for the Oaks and put Pure Devotion as a clear favourite? Uh, I think the, I think it's going to be hard Salaya. Hard in the yeah, market. Yeah, hard. you think so? Yeah. So you think if you were back in Pure Devotion, um, you would wait from the three sixty you're currently talking? Maybe. Although I feel as a it's reliable star might be a horse that gets out a touch. Um, Definitely, yeah. Um, I think Sunset Cruise has to shorten, to be honest. Okay. The 25 bucks, but a little bit. But that, that market percentage is irrelevant because yeah. it's so tiny. It's really about what Salaya does. Brad yeah. went up 330, 340 Salaya, and I Salaya. thought that was fine. Like I, I said, I knew that was probably going to be overs at the time, but yeah. I wasn't interested in the price. I'd marked her about that quote. Um, but the, the query is, yeah, what will occur? What will occur here? I mean, there is a natural. I was 320 pure devotion. But you're right. If it was C. Parnham and, and you, maybe that's a huge factor. Yep. In how that how it plays out late on Betfair. And good on Kira for keeping the ride as well. Yeah. Yeah. Could win an Oaks. Could win an Oaks. Yeah. Exactly right. Mm. Exactly. I don't think Pikey's back for it. So, um, yeah, hopefully if she does win, she can keep the ride for the Oaks as well and get her second big feature race for the Peters. Yeah. I was 320 favourite pure devotion. Mm -hmm. Marked her favourite. Um, so she's uh, she's the one for me. Layton? Yeah, those two were my on-top selections. Probably Pure Devotion, the one I want to try and find. But, yeah, as you say, see what the money comes for on the day. Yeah. Jeez, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm very confused. I, I want to find Pure. I thought going into this, this would be like my best. This would be blah, blah, blah. I just – from last, Soleil gets it gets a kick at the right time. Pure Devotion has to either make an 800-meter run or is on the back of Cafe Neary. You know, it's on the back of the wrong horse who's gone and Kira has to – I just – Oh, it just worries me, but yeah, I'm going to tip pure devotion. What about you? But if I'm backing price wise, I'm backing Sunset Cruise each way. Yeah, yeah, yep. the current quotes. Um, Brave Angel. I'm going to. I'm just going to. I'm going to. I know how good Brave Angel was, and it probably sound a bit silly. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll look around Brave Angel. We can definitely win. Yeah, this isn't a race I've got a huge amount of confidence about. It is a race I'm actually really looking forward to watching. And I've had an absolute launch at Pure Devotion for the Oaks. I'll make that fairly clear. Um, so I just want to see Pure Devotion run the race, which suggests she'll be really hard to beat in a fortnight's time. So that's her grand final. Okay, race 
six of the day is a happy happy 60th birthday Patricia Patton handicap. Mm. Happy birthday, Patricia. Yeah. I think Patricia Patton is a part owner in Watch Me Dance. Not a bad, uh, not a bad horse to have a, a share in, Guru. No, there's far so worse ones. <laughs> she's had a, she's had a, she's had a ripping season of uh, of racing. Watching her girl win the what was it champion fillies and mm. the WA Guineas. So watch me dance. Could be about racing next Saturday. FYI. So oh, stay look, tuned. Stay tuned. So happy happy sixtieth, Trish, and I uh, hope you enjoy. Um, you doubt the races if you're heading out there. So, what's Wolfie it? got in this one for us? So war, so war, yeah. So, war. so this is a 1600 meter graduation handicap. Uh, the two we, we've sort of floated around and mentioned them a couple of times already in the podcast thus far. Brett Pope, Clint Johnston, Porter have really become a force in the last uh, period of time, and uh, they team up for the horse that I'm pretty confident on here is Miss Marietta. Guru, do you share? Um, similar level of confidence here, Miss Marietta? I share. You share? I share. What about you, Leigh? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. It's flying, Miss Marietta. Unlucky not to beat What About Moses the other week, I thought. Yeah. thought it looked the winner, 100 out. But, um, yeah, it looks pretty well-placed to win again, I think. Yeah, it does. So it looks like Malarab um, found its way to, to the front in uh, over 1,800 metres last start and um, sort of – Jay McNaught controlled proceedings from there. I imagine that even though they're coming back to the mile, they'll be looking to replicate those same tactics, which means that I don't imagine Mellorab will be going along particularly quickly, uh, which means that uh, Miss Marietta is going to probably comfortably land box seat, yeah? It just to me, just yeah. looked like such a mapped winner. Yeah. yeah. Like it just, yeah, this is the type of race you look at it and you go, you already know the night before when you're doing your maps and your markets. You just like, I oh, know I'm going to find this a bet. Like, yeah. You're just going to have to find this a bet because Beret maps poorly. I don't think Beret gets past. I think Beret's a sprinter personally. So the, up to the mile for me is just a line through Beret. And I think Beret's currently the favourite in your market. Um, yeah, Trump, this, and you're happy saying Lightning like, doesn't strike twice with the run he got last time, the way that race unfolded. It was just a bit of a funny one. So. Just Miss Marietta. I, there's no way in the world I was never going to find Miss Marietta. Marked at two dollars, um, two dollars ninety. She just maps so well because you're probably going to have combat ready in the breeze. Yeah, it's going to be yep. dead on the turn, and then there's going to be the world's biggest gap. And the way, and also the way Miss Marietta won last start, it beat Lyle's choice. It was fresh. Don't get me wrong. Probably wasn't fully fit, but just won like a good horse. Yeah, it was cl- well, uh, class above. My biggest yeah. concern is that the last twenty thousand and sixty-two Brett Pope horses I've tipped have all lost. <laughs> That's the only negative here, VJ. Hard man to catch. Uh, I find it impossible to catch, mate. I'm like, yeah, um, yeah I'm like Monty Panesar under a high ball. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's 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 really sticks in the mitts, but uh, yeah, it's Miss Marietta for me. Yep. Yeah, nothing to add really, Miss Marietta as well. Uh, the interesting run of Sluice Box. I might have something yeah. late on that at a price. This is a bit of a terry horse. Yeah. Box. It's actually written down here. Sluice Box will be a lot longer, just a late spec. Happy taking on. Oh, that's a bit more of something else. But yeah, good. I like yeah, it. I just think it might be able to measure up, but mm-hmm. not at $16 for me at the been, moment. Yeah, it's a late horse, isn't it? Yeah. It's been stiff in like, I know it's been running in like Cal and Jero and stuff, but some of those efforts with, it's always young apprentices that ride, yeah. um, that ride as well. It's been, yeah, been stiff. Definitely it can run a race. Yeah, and Christy's going all right, so she's riding super. Yeah, gets three kilos, which mm-hmm. is good. Mm, look at you two um, out of provincial experts, <laughs> just, just waxing mm-hmm. over there. Um, Sluice box, Ash Maley, uh, well, second up. 
Second up, first up, raced in the breeze, which um, wouldn't usually occur. It was just the fact there was no speed in the race. Boxed on pretty well into second. It was coming again late. But um, now we were both pretty flat last week, weren't we? When Reed the Ride Eight was, uh, it came yes. in the morning. I was so, yeah, yep. very, very bullish, as I saw, uh, as was Latham. So, um, yeah, don't mind a, a good form country horse. I feel like more than ever, the, the country horse is coming to town and running races. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, definitely. This looks like a soft lead for. Malarab, which means that Miss Marriott is going to be cantering in the box seat, um, angles out into space on straightening, and uh, yeah, on paper looks uh, quite an easy, easy sort of watch um, for Miss Marriott supporters. Just failed to catch. What about <laughs> Moses on paper? On yeah. paper. We just failed to catch. What about Moses? This track distance two starts ago. I thought Moses was absolutely huge at Bunbury last yeah. Saturday. So the form stacks up. As Terry said, went to. Pinjara, her home track, and whacked them the other day. Mm -hmm. Probably going to get a similar run to what she did last start. Um, Miss Marietta coiled up, should be too good. Uh, I expect, I actually like Sirwar coming back to the mile. Not sure whether he's yeah. an 1800 meter, 2000 meter horse. Um, he peaked, didn't he? He peaked, yeah. yeah he, he, was, he was almost going to win the other day, and then he just hit a, hit a wall. So yep. he's going to get a soft run from three. He does have a real short, sharp burst. Maybe he's the one that could maybe go with Miss Marietta for for a stride or two. Whether he can match her the whole way is another story. For me, Miss Marietta on top. The biggest danger, so well. Very good. I like the little loose box spec as well. <laughs> I'm big on that. Very big on that. Race seven is the second feature of the day. It's the Schweppes JC Roberts Stakes. Listed 1,800 metre lead up to the West Australian Derby next month. And uh, we have a dominant, dominant red odds favourite here in Western Empire who gave them a shellacking in the Lex Piper Stakes over a mile last start. Two weeks ago that was. Um, can we see any of these laying a glove on the Cerise and White? Odds on pop. No. No. <laughs> No, no, it was uh, it was something else, wasn't it, Lath? It was a fairly yep. – didn't beat much, but it was fairly comprehensive. It was. Finally got its own way, just settled in the run and just said, ta-da. So, yeah. yeah, it was pretty arrogant. Realistically, with the extra speed in this race, it probably should uh, suit him even more. Tambora will make sure this isn't a run to dawdle, not that it was going to be. Um, yep. So, we've got Speed Horses, Castillo, Delago, Tambora, Shake It, I think they'll hold a spot there. You reckon? Uh, mate, well, you may as well try. I think you're, you were never going to win at the mile leading. So mm. with the speed in the race, let's see how he goes with a bit of cover. That's That would be my thought process. Um, if something didn't win or if something didn't work, then try and tinker it a little, learn a bit more about the horse. But um, I don't think they try and hold Tambora out, do they? No, no. I just don't know whether you can actually – You can actually put, can sit. Yeah, can sit. I know. He's, I a, know. he's a big, strong, hard-going mm. bugger. Mm. So I don't know whether Kiri would want to be putting herself in that position where she's – Especially if they, you know, if they don't go as quick as they think, and then she's on heels on Castillo de Lago, like, good luck. But, um, but yeah, Western Empire, he just gave everyone, he showcased his talents when he um, had a suitable um, speed and race shape in the Lex Piper, and yeah, I bet, I bet. Uh, Bob's wishing that um, things hadn't gone so pear-shaped in the challenge because I reckon he would have been at Flemington for the Australian Guineas. Um, if, Is that good? Is that good? I reckon they, if they, I reckon they that was an the three hundred one pop won the Australian mm. Guineas. So yeah, Is he not that good, or is or are the those particular horses are they? How good are they? So mm. maybe when 
we're not that far off him, you know what I mean? So I find it funny that he's even money for the derby and when they um and like pure devotion and Solaire, et cetera, ten, fifteen dollars plus for the derby, but when he met the Phillies, I know he reefed and pulled and he wasn't a happy as happy a horse, but yeah. he was pretty well beaten by them. So isn't, isn't that funny in that market? Is it just because I know he's beaten Flashy Caddy last start, that's just maiden form. Like I don't know. I just, yeah, think, the, the, I just think the even money's a little bit. The time bit. was there, though. Like yeah. The, the, yeah, the, figures, the figures were there. Yeah. But also, in saying that about the Western figure, uh, the Western Empire WATC Derby prize, listening to Bob Peters on Tab Radio this morning, he's taken it one run at a time. He said this is this horse is immature. He's um, he's he, from a constitutional po- uh, constitution point of view. He said he'll tell us when he's had enough, and if he reckons he's had enough after the. Uh, Roberts on Saturday, he mm. could be going to the paddock, and everyone's uh, futures punters are uh, <laughs> very happy. If very, they're, uh, they're better in him, yeah. Yeah, they're very upset. Well, either way, yeah. In, so, so, so he's no certainty to put to push on yeah, to he'll get to go the, to the derby. derby. So, come on, Bob, he'll go to the derby. Bob, Bob's <laughs> just on, tossing Bob. it up. Yeah, no, Bob? he's going to the derby. Yeah, a bit of a soundbite from Bob. Yeah, yeah no, throwing no. a bit of bait out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got it. He got what he wants. So. <laughs> No, he's going the derby. So, um, yeah, no, Holt, this is a yeah. few of these are going nicely and it's worth so, so having fav- a watch. Favourite out, who runs second? Holly and Chapman? Fear the wind. Fear the wind. Yeah. Well, not, probably not run second. <laughs> I just think fear the wind is a horse. I reckon that hasn't been handled correctly at any is start. Is it fear the wind in today? No, nah, scratch. Scratch yes, today. Um, yeah. Thought it was a moral. Went up 11 bucks in that maiden today. Mm. If they're in this and the pieces aren't like, they don't just nominate the horses for these races for the sake of it. Um, geez, he was such a good thing today. I was a bit disappointed he came out to run in this. But, um, yeah, fear the wind. He'll go around at 40 bucks a place. He'll go around at 800 to 1 on Betfair probably. Um, that's probably not worth any money. But the 40 bucks a place he goes around at on the exchange, he's just better than that. He's just a little bit better than that. He just hasn't been given the right run. He's a horse that needs to wind up into his races. I think if these speed horses all go mad and collapse on each other, it could be a race where they're all just down the outside. And if Flash Ducati's 12 bucks. Probably trades fifty, um, and probably trades five, six bucks a place, five bucks a place, four bucks a place, and fear the wind's trading 30, 40 bucks a place. I don't think it's impossible. Fear the wind could have done what Black. Could, it's not impossible that could have done what Flash Ducati did. Just hasn't had, been afforded the same opportunities. So what I've seen from Fear the Wind, I just think it's, there's a little bit of talent. There. There's something there, but there's I mean, I'm, I'm trying to tip one here at six hundred to one. That's the thing. This is that. That's the reason I'm bringing it up. So, mm-hmm. um, but no, Holy Enchantment should run a clear second, but uh, just gets back the fence and. Find some trouble. Mm. Have you recovered from the Holy no. Enchant- Enchantment? <laughs> no. Debacle? Most, most of WA was on that, I think. <laughs> no, no, have not. So he was he was entered to race last Yeah, I, I was trying to find out what happened there. Not no. that it matters because we weren't going to try and back him to beat Western Empire. Stable mishap. Mm. Stable mishap was the reason for the scratching. That what was in that was in that race, uh, Supremacy Stakes Day last Sunday. Chief Archer scratched recently and they put down the reason. Injury. injury. Yeah. That's really helpful. You know, that's, that's good stuff, you know. Injury. In, injury. Yeah, done an ACL, they're going to race it four days later. <laughs> okay, no worries. Yeah, give me a spell. Keep, keep it simple. So uh, for me, yeah, Western Empire, it's, it could be a margin, bet on margin jobs. Um, Holy Enchantment, clear second. I'm expecting off we go to show something on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Durant runner up in trip. Uh, didn't think its late splits were too bad in the pipe, but then it had a pipe opener in a uh, Pinjarra 1,400-meter mid-prep trial on, when was that, on Monday, and it moved really, really well for underneath CJP. So he could be the one who makes that that step up. Off we go. So Western Empire, Holy Enchantment, and off we go. They're going to be fighting it out for second and third. Very, very, very good. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a standout leg for most quadrillas. 
Answer yes, one and only. Mm -hmm. All right, race number eight. Here we go. Now we get serious, BJ. Race number eight, the Gail Panton, 20 years at Perth Racing Handicap. What do you know about Gail Panton? Can't say I know a lot about Gail, but she's obviously a very enthusiastic Perth Racing member, 20 mm -hmm. years consecutive. Or so. Or service should be working. Yeah, actually, oh, Perth Racing, potentially, yeah. 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 So, well done to Gail anyway. Love a long servant of the uh, the industry. Loves the game. Loves the game. Yeah. Don't we all love the game? Absolutely. Some days. Some, some days. <laughs> the great game. Some days we hate the game. Um, interesting little race here. Um, Latham, you just run us through this one. Before I might steal thunder. Yeah. Give us a moral. Oh, um, so before in the previous race as well, Terry. Tommy Johnston has got one place on Western Empire. <laughs> what? <laughs> he wants one dollar on the place of Western Empire. Now the reason is I think for two reasons. One, he wants to see if he's a complete jinx and uh, he can stop Western Empire running a place. Two, he wants to beat Riley. <laughs> Riley dot Morgan. I think you'll feel some type of solace if he beats Riley, but um, I don't know. I think often. So what when, price? When, what price will West dollar at one, dollar at four, dollar four, dollar one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think you know what it calls for. Grow up, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, mate. Oh, well, in we, my mind, Riley's beaten but, you for but, not trying to do that. So, but you, um, but but you're a, you're a shrewd cricket captain from old yeah. days. Sometimes you just got to find a way to eke out a victory, though. Whether, even is, if, is that a victory though? Uh, even, if it's a, a, if, even if it's like a, a, a pride thing. Nah, that I reckon Riley's got more pride from not doing that. Not doing That's it. the thing. So uh, I reckon he's already had a loss by um, by doing that. But um, and then imagine you know, if he, imagine if Western Empire doesn't run doesn't a hole. Run a hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well then. Yeah, I'll give Tommy the comp if that happens just a bit. He could have laid it, couldn't he? <laughs> yeah, he could have laid yeah, it. He could have laid it anyway. So Tommy's not there and uh, his next bet comes in this race. But Latham, sorry, run us through. No, you're right. Um, yeah, look, this is good setup for Cramden because finally time to sizzle is not in the race. So Cramden can ping the lids from two. Um, Mood Swing's drawn seven. That'll be interesting. With um, Who's drawn on the inside of it? Moulton as well. So a mm -hmm. bit of speed there. Um, the horse that I wanted to find and did find was Badge of Courage at mm. 20 odd bucks. So, okay. Yeah, Luke Fernie. And um, I thought his run last start was pretty similar to that of Plutocracy, if you watch the replay. It was pretty much identical, really. Mm -hmm. um, it was about a length or half a length off it, top of the straight, and they pretty much finished beside each other. Plutocracy is obviously a, a subsequent winner now. So, yeah, 20 bucks, that's the one I want to find at Barrier 5. Mitch Payment goes on. Um, I just think it's drawn well. Should land midfield with cover and hopefully let rip. Smother and launch. Yeah, he's, he's, a Smother also, and launch. he's also has jumped and built into campaigns as well, so he probably can land a he's little bit closer. He's actually got speed too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he has. I, I didn't watch his last two uh, as in-depthly um, and see whether he uh, he actually missed the kick from three and five or they just floated back naturally. I think but, it was um, more of a float job. Yeah. yeah, more of a float. So, look, Mitchell going on, he's probably – Pretty serious. Um, whenever Mitch goes on one of Luke's, you know he's serious. So don't mind that for a um, for a bit of value. So, um, BJ, uh, I know what you're gonna, which direction you're gonna head in, Terry. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a sensing. I am not. I haven't really gravitated a lot towards Riverbow in the past. However, if there is a race set up perfectly for this fellow to. Get another win on the board. This is it. He's resumed in the uh, in a seventy-two plus. This is a sixty-six plus. So in a um, theoretically you know higher grade, he has gone back to second or third last from gate nine for Jason Whiting. Whiting then sort of plotted a path through and across the field. He's launched. It was a good ride. It, I thought it was a good ride. Yeah, um, from where he landed, it was a good good way to navigate his way through that 
difficult spot position in running. He's been beaten a half length basically by plutocracy. He um, second in that race was Mood Swing, fourth in that race was Platinum Bullet. I'm pretty sure. Um, from that was just that was a really good run. From four fitter is going to be. He really should land. 1-1 one, one, basically if if they want him to if they want to put him there he, he can be there uh i think river bow is ready to win ascot thousand meters second up uh like this this looks his looks his race on paper i think i, I think terry might find the leader who's going to lead with a low weight and give a good kick and if things get if, if that leader then takes river bow into the trenches that could um, be problematic however if he's going to win one i reckon river bow is uh, and this is his race, and I, I don't mind. Um, I actually marked him equal favourite with Cubelling. So the fact that Cubelling's three ten and Riverbow's three eighty, uh, Riverbow's a bet for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riverbow is becoming a hard, hard horse to follow. Um, this is the tick, tick, tick job though for me. So, it's just yeah. got to get out the gates yeah. as well. That's the problem. Riverbow just, just, just getting a little bit further back. To me, this race has to be run and won on the rail. So Riverbow should be able to get into the right spot if able to get out the gates. But yeah, um, yeah you, you're pretty accurate with the horse that I was going to find. Um, that's obviously going to be Cramden. Um, well, really comfortably going to be. Cramden as well. Um, hasn't really, as Latham alluded to, Tom DeSizzle's been in his last couple, um, so he hasn't been able to find the front and lead. And for a horse like Cramden, if he doesn't find the front and lead, he's, it's basically um, an impossibility for him to win it. Like you're, you're talking about a horse like Riverboat, you're like, to last start, Cramden, again, had to take a sit. For only beaten 1.9, Riverboat's beaten 0.6. So for 1.3 lengths, Cramden, just the, the way this race is set up, Cramden gets a five-kilo swing. Um, on Riverbow for that length and uh, lengthen a bit and gets the favourable map as well. There is absolutely no pressure in this whatsoever for the former apprentice, Christy Bennett. I mean, the, the swing on who, Mood. Who, who, Mood Swings, outside leader? Mood Swings will probably have to go to outside the leader. Yeah. City Circle is um, flying out the gates at the moment. They're restrained yeah. a bit last start. So there's a chance City Circle ends up in the breeze. Mood Swings, who crammed and meets uh, five and five and a half kilos better for their last two runs. When Mood Swings has been able to get the suck on time to sizzle, get past it late. To me, um, this this feels very boyish-ish the way I carried on about that, but Cramden's proven um, that he can do these and run these times and do what he needs to add in front. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I can't see any way that Cramden at 10, 11 bucks each way isn't just a really, really easy um, investment here. Um, the, the main issue is Cramden does occasionally miss the kick. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't done that three or four starts in a row, whether that's aligned with Kiri Yule being on. Um, so my, I do have a minor concern about him out the gates, but that's, I mean, that, that seems to happen one in every five, six, seven starts. Happened last time I launched into him. Um, it was <laughs> huge, but he's now a 65 rated galloper that's been running in 72 pluses. So that's why he gets these great weight swings on these other runners. Plus, he gets the, the form apprentice on. Like Christy Bennett is a free few kilos on a leader at the moment, you've yeah. got to say, like the way she's right. Uh, the way she's riding. So just massive weight swings, soft map out in front. The easterlies are in play. If if Cramden holds his form and runs along, I think yeah. he's, he's got to be really hard to beat. Um, Cubelling's the major danger for me. Uh, I thought Cubelling jumped better last start, could even hold the back of Cramden. From there, Cubelling's very hard to beat. But um, again, Cubelling finds himself in a bit of trouble, three back the fence top thing, and it's a, a difficult ride for Vicky Corva because – that form around Q Balling last start, last few starts really isn't adding up that strongly. 
um, for a race like this. I mean, you're talking Holy Ghost was stiff, but then you're talking our boy Dylan who went just okay. City Circle um, ran third. It's not super, super strong form going up to this type of grade. So let's back the leader with an easterly each way at uh, I think 11 bucks across the traps at the moment. That's just an easy bet for me. The another thing that I'd like to touch on with Q Belling is he feels as though he's been enjoying not being overexerted early in his races. Initially, when he first burst on the scene, he was a leader, mm -hmm. really. It's funny, so, he was back to the 1,000 uh, and then rather going to the 1,200. That yeah. just could be what's available. Yeah, so he, um, Victoria Corva has pretty much left him alone earlier his last two and in running, it looked like he was in awkward positions on mm -hmm. both occasions and he's man managed to use his, you know, now significant closing speed to, to you know, to work his way um, to the lead late. With a low draw in this, the way that this race is set up, do they have to make a play for le leaders back? You know, and when making a play for leaders back, does that impact his ability to finish off as strongly as, mm -hmm. as what he has had to? Um, and also, I suppose it depends what what sort of speed Cramden rolls along at too. What's he'll 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 sort of be be rolling, Terry? Is yeah, you want him rolling, yeah. but you also you don't need to go mad either. Yeah. Like you can just with with Cramden, he's he's proven that he's not just. He's proven he's not as one-dimensional by taking a sit on the back of Tom DeSizzle in the last yeah. couple and still being in a finish. I mean, three back, Kira Yule has led them up. That's without the claim. And um, he's in a photo with Captain King and Patocracy, Patocracy on the line yeah. at three, four hundred to one. You yeah. know, he's just a horse that's not rated enough with different colours. Cramden goes around close to favourite here, I think. It's just such a it's just such a favourable speed map yeah. um, for a horse over the 1,000 metres of the Easterly who's flying at the moment and he gets the big weight swings. It, it couldn't be anything further in Cramden's favour um, than is in his favour for this race. Mm. Probably Q Balling and Rubo drawing a bit wider. They would probably be the one positive. That's probably what they get like last, They always get the last crack at him. Yeah, they yeah. get the last crack at him. Yeah. Whether, and you've obviously got it. So Dennis Cooper isn't um, sort of doesn't have the big production line that uh, Adam Duran or Grant Alana Williams do. So yeah. there is some – you're always speculating on a smaller trainer bringing one to town. But um, yeah, he seems to know the horse pretty well and it's pretty consistent, Cramden. Mm, all right. Look out. The guru is very, very – uh, interested in seeing what Cramden can do on Saturday and Latham, you, you, you've got a bit of madness here with um, locking in Badger yeah. Courage, yeah? Yeah, 15 each way for me. Oh, so, it's a bet as well? Yeah, okay. my two bets for the day, Secret Plan and Badge of Courage. Latham, I think you're going to um, – I was going to say, I think you're going to – you might lose the comp as well, unfortunately, because Tommy Johnston, <laughs> 99 wins on Cramden. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, Tommy Johnston, 90. Do you know what might cost Unless, you, right? How far are you in front? Um. I think 400 or something. 470 something. Yeah. 470. Not say, enough. okay, let's say, I'm just going to do some very quick maths. Let's say secret plan gets up as we expect. You double your money. So you had 70. So that's 140. Yeah. That puts him about 600 up. I don't think it's impossible. Cram than SPs at 550. Yeah. Tommy was, wins especially it. Especially with how good, how good would it be if Tommy's one extra dollar on Crand and would have won in the comp and he yeah. doesn't win it because of the Western Empire <laughs> placing? Wow. Would that oh. be karma? Well, it'd be the greatest thing that's ever happened. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the that's twist like, we're looking for. Yeah, that's like that's like Dom Sheed from the Boundary with three months to go type stuff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Sheed from the Boundary. Um, yes. Uh, wow. That's that's going to be big in the last day of yeah. our Young Gun Rising Stars series. Actually. Yeah. Like Latham's just just not deviating from from the plan. No. No, no gamesmanship. No strategy. Nah. Just bang. Bang. It's good. 99 wins, Crandon and Tommy. 15 each way. Badge of courage. I reckon should trade 30-odd bucks as well. So, yep. um, I like it. Very good stuff. BJ. Yes. What should we ask Lathan? What's it time for? Get out stakes. S-T-E-A. 
KS. Oh, he's been practicing. <laughs> you can tell. You can tell when someone sort of well, warmed up for it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's very impressive stuff. Uh, you didn't have to write it down, did you? We get too like, <laughs> excited <laughs> about someone's ability to spell a word that's really quite simple, don't we? There's something difficult about the E and the A, though, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, there is. Very there Greek. Is. There, is, yep. there is a bit of uh, difficulty there. So, um, yes, it is time for the extremely popular Get Out Steaks, brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show, Swing Past, let him know you're a one-one listener. Say good day. Did you catch the photo of Mike Ephes, the professor's? Uh, I did. Uh, Market City meets Philip. I did. Did well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did very well. Yeah, he's did, worth uh, winning. Did the professor, and he's um, he's gone out there to to the, to Market City meets, and uh, yeah, he's come home with a fridge full of gourmet produce. So yeah, Timmy's uh, good. Actually, what we're thinking about doing is uh, leaving a. Um, a selection of our one-one hats out there at Market City Meat. So, if you happen to win the Get Out Steaks, not only do you get your gourmet right. beef package, you might even get yourself a uh, limited edition one-one hat as well. Oof. So, uh, we'll keep you posted on that. But congratulations to last week's episode sixty-six winner, Stuart Divertini, Disco Stew. Done it again. That's his second Get Out Steaks victory. There's mm-hmm. people are piling up with their multiple GOS winners, but Stuart. He uh, he was too good at the uh, with our with that reliable star selection in the get out last Saturday at Bunbury. Now to enter this week's get out stakes, which is race nine at Ascot on Saturday, you'll need to send us a tweet at the one one pod, uh, the winner of the race and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Of course, Latham remembering the Sam White rule. Yes, first in, best dressed. First, first past the post. Yeah, first <laughs> in, best dress. And the uh, Sam White rule was actually required two weeks ago. And um, and uh, Lachlan Dodge, who was uh, on the wrong wrong side of the Sam White rule, mm-hmm. he uh, he got a um, consolation prize with a one-one hat delivered to him the other day. So congratulations, hand delivered, Lachlan. hand delivered. Oh, yeah. look at the service. <laughs> look, yeah, we don't we don't. Um, we don't mess around here at the one one. So, all right, get out stakes. Race nine of the day, the Mrs. Max handicap, fourteen hundred meters. Ratings seventy two plus. Terry was pretty keen on a leader in uh, race eight. Are you keen again on the leader in this, Terry? The likely leader, Laurentino, Team Taylor. I'm going to be guided by Betfair with this race and the pattern um, by this stage of proceedings, I think, BJ. Um, the big thing that strikes me is Tycoon Storm at the head of the market. Pretty happy to probably take on Tycoon Storm to some degree. Not not knock too heavily, but um, I don't know if Tycoon Storm's earned um, her right at the head of the market. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. What price did I have? I had Tycoon Storm 650. What is she at the moment? 480. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I had I had a few in a line at 650, um, and I, I just thought I thought Laurentino was probably I didn't tip Laurentino in the leg up, but he was my favourite in my market. So, mm-hmm. um, Last start he was eight out to 23, 20 bucks. Oh, he was there. Uh, Definitely twenties when you win winning, so yeah, um, that's why I say it's a it's a good race to to really bet fairish. It looks a nice setup for not to be missed though. Yeah, I think it as does, well. Yeah. Shades um, go on. Too. Shades go on. Is that the way you're looking? I think so. It depends what the pattern does throughout the day. If yep. horses start to run on by this time, then I'll be looking at yeah, not to be missed or 
Sounds crazy, but even phone me. <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand the phone me support. A few people, uh, it's been basically agreed upon they didn't handle the, the hot tempo last start. But I um, think some people also ejected themselves yeah. off the phone, Mike, me ban- phone me bandwagon. I know Michael Lane on Tab Radio said that it just didn't handle the 18 as well. Mm-hmm. And this soft track, it was uh, the reason it was scratched the other week. So, yep. the cup, so. Yeah, now this looks uh, a difficult finish today. Laurentino, not to be missed. They're the two I'm. Looking between, um, marked and both $4.50, but I'm going to let Betfair um, tell a story. Interesting if the money finally comes for not to be missed. If you look at his seven, eight goes over the 1,400, four wins, two hard luck stories that he probably should have won, one yep. of them definitely. Um, one of them was his last outing where he went super behind Laurentino when yep. he was just too far back, and the other one was a second to showmanship. Mm-hmm. Loves the 1,400 metres and loves the 1,400 metres at Ascot. So I reckon this might be the start where the money comes, I think, BJ. But I'm not I'm not sold on that and I, I haven't had a bet yet and I probably won't until the exchange and see what the drifter is. Yeah, Patton. Patton. Love to back the two of those, Dutching yeah. them though. Mm, Latham. Yes. So you've got your keen on not to be missed as well? Yeah. Um, outside of, yeah, that and phone me. Um, Laurentinio, obviously, if, if there's... You know, if, if horses are leading most of the mm-hmm. day and, and winning, then Laurentino is obviously the clear top pick. But, um, yeah, for me, not to be missed, but 480, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Like you say, it's a, it's a Betfair um, late sort of race, I think, yeah. to see what the market does. It's all pretty similar. What is it, five bucks the field just about? So, Yeah, yeah. yeah I think, think, as I said earlier about another horse, if – not to be missed. He hasn't won for... That's the worry as well. Four, isn't it? It's only eight starts, but it's 448 days between drinks. He's been um, in winning positions a couple of times as well. Or he hasn't yeah, got past one. Yeah, but I feel as though he's in good nick. This These two runs, this prep have been... They've had to take their medicine, go back from wide gates and let him power to the line. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't let them down. Like he's just... Just basically his field position, which has cost him like, you know, mathematically impossible to to win from where he's been in, in running basically. Um, and just he just hit the line with real force. Blinkers go on. I believe he doesn't have to get he doesn't have to get back that far. He can land midfield. Remember the um, day he circled him? Yeah. With Pikey on. So lace, he's tough lace, as well. He's tough, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when he's when he's he's a he's a pretty smart horse when he's right. So uh, blinkers go on for the very first time in his career. I'm expecting Clint Johnson Porter to wanna hold a midfield running position to stay within striking distance of Laurentinio. And um, if he's um, wound up into space on straightening, he's his closing speed is significant. I think lot not to be missed can uh, can gun them down late. What do we make? Of cocky joy. I reckon she's going to run another big race again. Yeah, it's a good like, run the other day. And from gate one, uh, it's probably going to follow Laurentino everywhere. He goes, if if Lucy Warwick can get her into space at the right time. When she found that gap the other day, she just went whack and um, was uh, just sprinted. That turn of foot was was quite impressive there from uh, from Cocky Joy, who came out of a Pinjarra Classic where she was cooked outside leader on a hot tempo, came back to that 66-plus the other day, was $13 into $7.50 and won from gate one with Lucy on board following following Laurentino. She was my third pick, Co- yeah. Cocky Joy, actually. Yeah, so. it's funny how um, we'd never thought that Cocky Joy could get past the Thayers and now running out strong 1,400. Jimmy yeah. Grave, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Now, this is a far harder race, but as you said, map-wise, it's got a bit of a Miss Marietta-type feel. Yeah. Sophie Song's going to have to work like buggery to probably get to the breeze. You'd expect Laurentino to shake off Sophie Song, and that means that's the out Cocky Joy should need. So 
Close enough if good enough. Close I enough think, if good but, enough. Um, 54 kgs as well. Just so. harder. Just harder. It is harder. Yeah, no, it's I just, a harder I just, race I just like, yeah. like, the way, like the way that she accelerated and and she seems to be a horse that just keeps getting that little bit little bit better with the racing. I think um, mm-hmm. I think um, she's got a bit Doesn't of, mind giving him a long campaign, does he? Jimmy, Jimmy he loves racing. <laughs> yeah. So just to, just to wrap up the Mrs. Max handicap, the get-out stakes, race nine of the day. I'm keen not to be missed. Laurentino, obviously, out in front is going to have them stretching their necks. It's going to be hard to catch, as always. Cocky Joy, a bit of an X Factor coming to this race in the minimum off a strong win last Saturday. Latham is similarly aboard the not to be missed uh, train and uh, a slight push as well for Phone Me to rebound back to 1,400 metres. Terry? Not to be missed. Not to be missed. Not to be missed. Okay. All right, men, it is time for our Betfair best betting proposition. Of the day of Natasha Stakes Day at Ascot, Terry. Actually, our guest, Leif, lead the way. What is your bet fair best? Ah, uh, yeah. Look, keep it simple. Same as my bet for the day. Um, secret plan, best bet. Bat on ball. I like it. Yeah. Saturday's his day. Yeah, <laughs> it should be. Hopefully, will the real be. secret plan stand up, Terry? What's your bet fair best? Ah, uh, Kremlin. I like it. Mm, yeah. A bit of value. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Easily the each way, but we'll just say cram. I could feel you getting more and more confident the more that we previewed that race. race I'm looking hey? forward to for the day, to be honest. <laughs> With any real enthusiasm. Steam up. Yeah. Um, my bet fair best is, uh, where are we? Is Miss Marietta in race number six. In form, maps well. Still, you can still get 420, some agents. Mm-hmm. That's a good price. Yeah. I think Miss Marriott is going to give her supporters a big run for her money. She's my bet fair best. Sunny, between the, that'll be my three biggest bets of the day, I reckon. Secret plan, Miss Marietta and Kremlin. Whoa. There you go. All right. the lads have had a big <laughs> fill this week, eh? Hey? Let's hope we, uh, Might be a little three leg multi. Bet, yeah, or mm. it could be a. Could be a meg or a week <laughs> next week. Well. Um, Maddie's, what have you got as your Maddie? Um, I think Badger Courage is twenty bucks at the moment, yep. isn't it? So I'll just yep. keep it as that. Yeah, yep. I like that. Nice and simple. Badger Courage is in the thousand meters race, which is race eight of the day number six. Badger Courage. You, there is a bit of twenty one dollars available somewhere, mm-hmm. so it scrapes into an official Maddie. <laughs> Terry. Uh, I'll go with Sunset Cruise in the Natasha. Uh, I don't think there was much between the one run of Reliable Star and Sunset Cruise. So one company has up 31s and 480 a hole, which I think is great. It's not a company that's overly accessible, but still mid-20s available with everywhere else, I'm pretty sure. So um, Sunset Cruise, each way. Don't be afraid to have a ticket on it for the Oaks at around 20 to 1 as well. It's the same field as the Oaks. So. Uh, I was send Sunset Cruise as my Maddie as well. Oh. Um, Do you want me to choose? I'll choose another one. No, I'll choose another one. You choose another one? Yeah. I was going to go Tahitian Red as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll 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 throw something out there. Okay. What can't this man do? Well, Luke Fernie, can he turn around, want to be good? He reckons he can. Hey, can he turn, want to be good? First up for Al Fernie, Mitch Pateman on board, has a knack of flashing late into second and third. There's a 29, $27, $26 floating around at the moment. I might... For a bit of interest, want to be good. That's my Maddie of oh, the day. Okay. Race four. L Smith, um, Roy Rogers, R Rogers, who else? Al Fernie. Other people have had it too. I reckon. Yeah, it's been everywhere. Yeah, it's had a few. Want to be good's been everywhere and just gets backed off the map every single start basically. <laughs> so this would be the longest price I reckon. Want to be good's ever gone. There was a there was a day at Pinjara I think where I had a good crack at 
want to be good and it loomed and it was going to win and pro consent beat yeah, it, I think. Yeah, right. It was just, it was home. Like yeah. it was, it was I all over. Paul Harvey down the Yeah, inside, down the, it was just going to win. And then all, Corver on pro consent. Then all, all of a sudden it was just like, yeah. not, not today, not today, guys. Mm, so, no, it's uh, a, if you keep backing, uh, want to be good as a horse, you need to go to the shops, buy a mirror and have a good long look in <laughs> Well, in Luke. Uh, in Luke, we trust. We LK. trust. In LK, we trust. Right. Um, Betfair, lay of the day. Laith. Um, I'm going to go with Cabaling. I just think um, it's a sticky map again. Mm-hmm. Vicky rode a treat last start, ended up getting a gap. I just think this time around it might find a bit of trouble. Um, I just think as well, like you alluded to before, the form doesn't really stack up. Um, I thought Holy Ghost, I thought its run was just as good as Cabaling yep. last start when it ran second. So, yeah, that would be my lay for the day, Cabaling. I like that. That's good stuff. BJ? Race three, Bruce Almighty. I think the 260, 270, is too short for mm-hmm. Bruce Almighty. Um, I prefer Double Spice and Wild Fusion. Therefore, even though I think Bruce Almighty is a major player, I think he's a lay at that price. Um, he's my lay of the day. Bruce. Bruce. Uh, Beret for me. Not convinced. Runs out 1,400, let alone a mile. I think the race will be run and won with Melarab and Miss Marietta in that position in the race. So we'll take on Beret, who's the favourite in race number five. BJ. Okay. That brings our Natasha Stakes Day preview to a close, featuring our guest, Latham Anderson. And uh, I'll hand you over to the guru to do what he does best. Do what he does best. It's pretty ordinary every week, actually, the, the send-off, I reckon. I like it. Do you? Yeah. Just yeah. get yeah. shut-up shop and start uh, wriggling your papers around. Yeah, I think I think you do a good job. Oh, thanks, BJ. Yeah. That's what I needed to hear. It was a little bit... Um, a little bit of pump-up. Pump yeah, I need a bit of a pump-up. We all do at times. Um, Latham, thank you for coming on. I thought you were coming all the way from Bunbury, but it turns out you were just coming from... Um, South from, Geraldton. Yeah, just from South Geraldton instead. <laughs> so, it's uh, no, it's been uh, really enjoyable uh, having you on, mates. Um, there's a bit of discussion about the moustache on Twitter. Yeah, I copped a bit of plaque for that. a little bit of plaque Fair enough, too. It's yeah, a bit, 100% fair enough. Yeah, it's a bit think, rough, but... Yeah, it's a bit rough, but I love it. you got to own these sort of things, though. Yeah, I absolutely love I'm it. I'm from so, Bunbury, so I can't pretend to be someone I'm not. Exactly <laughs> right. It's lucky it's only a moustache, let's be honest. Um, but no, mate, loved, uh, loved what you've done throughout the competition. You've obviously got a big lead. Um, you're putting the other lads to shame. Um, yeah, love your stuff on Twitter, especially in the in the deep country. But um, yeah, it's been tremendous having you on, mate. No, nah, thanks for very much for having us on. It's a pleasure. Um, yeah, hopefully you can hold on. Hopefully you can <laughs> hold on. And I reckon, uh, yeah, if we can, geez, if you can get Badger Courage up and maybe even trade prize $100 plus, we'll have to have the <laughs> again. Shortly, I reckon, we uh, let's see if we can get Latham. Yeah, you don't need to be punted into form, though. We say that the 1-1 one, one gets people into form. You're already in a reasonable oh. aren't you? Wouldn't mind a little a little uh, pick up. Just a little sure. pick yeah, up. Yeah, February was rough, so well, you're, in the, you're, you're in the right spot, mate. Yeah, it's a tough February for all. <laughs> anyway, but uh, thank you to all of the lads. We'll recap it all next week properly um, once it's all completed and announce the winner. But thanks to um, to, to obviously to Latham and Riley, Dot Morgan and Tommy Johnston, um, who have all been tremendous sports. Some good interactions on Twitter as well. It's been uh, a lot of fun with all the lads. Uh, just to recap their bets this week, Latham uh, has 70 wins on race three or four race four secret plan 70 wins uh, and then he's got in race number eight 15 each way on badge of courage which will, will no doubt be a price riley morgan is trying to snare victory um with an eight nine dollar ten dollar pop sir mambo in race number four 100 smackaroonies tommy johnson has got 99 <laughs> wins i'm not even mentioning the other one 99 <laughs> wins on uh on cramden that extra dollar i just hope it's costly geez mainly because of the fact that i've back cramden heavily it will be um but i really hope that extra dolly costs you victory 
uh, told me that was entertaining <laughs> stuff. But uh, tremendous stuff from the lads. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed the uh, the last seven weeks, getting their thoughts and uh, having them all on board. And I'm sure we'll be doing um, something again and, and hearing from them more in the future. But um, yeah, I guess that brings us to the end of yet another episode. So uh, those heading to the track this week, enjoy. We're heading into the peak two-year-old season. The following week, it'll be uh, Jim Crack and Perth Stakes Day, as well as a grandstand. So already looking forward to jumping in the studio next week. Good luck to Arcadia Queen, to Willie Pike. Um, yeah, best of luck to anyone that's taken the Futures tickets. I hope you've got a runner. Uh, the entirety of WA will be behind you, uh, Pikey, as always. And until next week on the 1-1. Thank you.